See how woke you are. You know something about podcasts? El Digame! Get me on one, man. I got these three drunk uncles with a sport podcast. They say they got fire takes. Pure fuego. You find them wherever you listen to podcasts at. If it's what they say it is, you like and you subscribe. Listen, like, and subscribe, yeah. You know how to call into the show? Yeah, man. Do the Podbean app. You'll need headphones with a mic to call in. That's no problem, man. They'll also be at Sharky's. 8.07 p.m. on the first Wednesdays of the month. You may get some free Bluetooth. And they keep receipts or so. If anything happens in the sports world, Mighty's gonna drop a tape faster than a rabbit gets fucked. There's only three things I have in this world. <laughs> oh, I'm not bad. My word? My balls and this podcast, and I don't break them for nobody. My T Sports Season Curtain call. And welcome back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only talent, Omar Taylor. Yo, it is another Enfuego day in the hottest city in the world. It is February. February. It is December 8th. They told us we was going to have, what they told us today? Highs of 86, lows of 66. Oh, man, when I tell you, the, the weather is sweet. Like, the, the, weather, the, weather is, the weather is two kinds of sweet. Like, like, the weather is two kinds of sweet, or you don't be cornered the streets in San Francisco kinds of sweet. Like, that's how sweet the weather is right now. Poor, I'll tell you, 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 can't, you can't buy this kind of weather. I mean I, I mean, I guess you can. I guess you can with your taxes. I guess you can with your taxes. But boy, do we got a show for you guys today. This is Season 7, Episode 38, Excerpt 371. And we got a slew of topics built into you today for this special hump day on my T-Sports Podcast, folks. We got, we got some not really beef, but I want to talk a little Jerry versus Steve. Yeah, folks, I want to do a little battle of the billionaires if you want to follow me here for a little bit, folks. We got to talk about some class act Kimba, right? We also got that Knicks moseying on. We got to get a little bit of Knicks talk, that Knicks talk. You know every single podcast, we stay with some Knicks talk, some Knicks talk, right? We got to get into some trade rumors that are lingering around the NBA. Some teams out there looking to blow some shit the fuck up more than you blow at the bathroom after a good Thanksgiving dinner. Folks, we got the golden child out there chasing records, right? We got Wilder and Fury, both of them trending right now. And speaking of trending, we got Melo trending, we got Jalen trending, we got Bradley Bill trending, we got Blue Chew with you. And speaking of getting fucked, we still got to talk about Monday Night Football. We have all that 
and more in the My T Sports Podcast. Yo, you definitely got to love that Florida weather. Definitely loving this Florida weather. I'm telling you right now, top of the Florida weather, I got people from New York that's been to Florida one time, and I got I got them ready to move here just off public sandwiches alone. I told them that public started dropping off new lemonades, and I swear to God, this motherfucker bought a plane ticket right that moment. It's like, boop, boop, boop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need, I, I need, a, I need a flight leap from Kennedy, right, 504. Flying into Fort Lauderdale Airport <laughs> immediately. But folks, let's go ahead and switch gears because you know what we say, right? Regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. You play to win the game. Hello? It's always a good time to talk some sports. Let's stir this motherfucker up and get into the shit. So... That's why you Bernie Mac that motherfucker and stir it like motherfucking coffee. Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. My T Sports. Man, have I missed you guys. I know it's only been two days, but I feel like it's been a while. I feel like it's really been a while. I don't know. I told I was in a funk last week. I don't know if I told you guys this. I was in a funk last week. Monday was the first day out of the funk, and I'm telling you, Monday was a blur. Monday, Monday was a kind of a blur. But let's get into the shits because we got some stuff in the in the in the sports world that has popped off. But you know how we start off with the podcast. Before we get into the sports, we gotta start it off with the birthday party. Let's open up these doors and get the birthday party started. Oh shit! Hear that? Yeah, it's yeah, it's your birthday. He said it's your birthday. Check it, check it, yeah, check it, check it. Because it's your birthday, we sing happy birthday. Check it, check it, yeah, check it, check it, yeah. Oh, oh, almost forgot. I gotta do my dance. I gotta do my dance. I gotta do the dance that my that my girlfriend has no clue what the fuck I'm doing when I do this goddamn dance. But I keep busting into the room doing this dance. It don't matter if I'm fully clothed. It don't matter if I'm bucking naked. It don't matter if I'm if I'm bucking naked with just a knee brace on. And she tells me I look fucking retorted. I'm just busting the room and hit her with the. She got no clue what the fuck I'm doing, and she got no clue what the hell I'm talking about. And I, and I keep telling her, like, cause, 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 cause my love language is torture, right? My love language is, is, is playful torture. <laughs> and I definitely keep telling her, like, I'm not gonna tell you what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just gonna keep busting into random places when we're together and do this dance that you think is retarded as shit until you look it up. You try to figure out, or you record me, and you ask social media, or you ask the peoples out there, you ask the mighty universe, you understand, you understand? That, and you ask them, what the fuck is my boyfriend doing, because this motherfucker's driving me crazy. Find that out. She got to find that shit out. So let's get the birthdays on, right? We had no birthdays yesterday, so we had a little bit of a birthday break. No birthdays to record for December 7th. But we got two today. We got two today, and I feel like everybody that I know is somebody special, right? Like, there's always a little story behind it, right? So, the first birthday today, right, is to my homeboy Jacob Hernandez. 
Jacob Hernandez. Like, I, I've, I've known from some time now, like a good, uh, almost a good decade now, right? I met him the same time that I met that I met the karaoke boys that I told you about. Remember, I did a birthday shout out, I think on Monday. I think it was Monday for Tobias, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. On Monday, we did a birthday shout out for Tobias. He had a birthday on the third. Well, Tobias and and Jacob were, were all part of the same crew, right? Part of um, part of that karaoke crew that 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 that, that, I, that I used to run into when I used to do my karaoke thing back in the days. You know what I mean? If I remember, like he moved away, he went to Vegas, he became a DJ. I think he actually started DJing down there in Vegas, doing some karaoke shit. You know what I mean? So definitely check it. And, and, and I want to give a big birthday shout out to my homeboy Jacob Hernandez. Yeah. And after Jacob Hernandez, right? I have to give a nice little, a nice little birthday shout out, right? Special birthday shout out to one Nikki. And, and it's first of all, I'm saying your last name, but that's. Dickum? Dykum? Dikun? Dykun? See, I don't know. I don't know. So don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not poking fun. When that mama's just coming to call you Nikki D, right? And Nikki D is a lovely young lady that I first ran into at one of my local watering holes named Premiers, right? Now. You know, from C to her premieres, no, 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 nothing, no real major conversation, just here and there. You know what I mean? Like another friend of about, another friend of mine introduced us very slightly. You know what I mean? And then ran into this, ran into her again during the podcast, during the live airing one of the podcast one day um, at Sharky's. Ran into her then. Then actually had an opportunity to have a full blown conversation with her, and come to find out that. In her real time, she's also an actress, and she has a play coming up, and I'm actually a little upset. I'm actually a little upset that I did not have that information up ahead of time, but she is an actress, she, and she does have a play coming up, and we will be going to check out the play. We'll be talking about the play, the play here on the Mighty Sports Podcast. On top of that, on top of that, I am, gonna, I am working to see if I can get her... If I, can, if I can get an interview fr- with her to talk about her play coming up. If I'm not mistaken, the first one is coming up in February. And if I saw correctly, right, if I saw correctly, she has another one coming up soon as well. So, a play in February, another play after that, right? So if you go 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 check her out, right? Um, Nikki N I K K I D I K U N. Go check out her social media page, and I think you'll be able to start seeing where she started sharing the information where you can catch out catch her performances. Like I said, she's an only actress that that, that that I actually know or, or is in the family. Like I said, um, I have another cousin in Orlando. We're actually going up to Orlando next weekend for a funeral, and while we're up there next weekend for a funeral. Will also be up there to go watch another to go watch a play for one of my cousins as well. She's gonna be doing a Christmas story, I believe, up there in Orlando. So there's a lot of big things from a lot of actresses, a lot of people in, in, in the in the creative arts world that that will be big up in and trying to see if we can get them, get them on a podcast, get an interview with or anything with, right? Get, get into their brain, peek into their into their thought pattern more than anything else. But to Jacob, to the lovely Nikki. Right? Remember what she said to me? 
<laughs> you see, like, you have to remember, like, the weird shit people say to you, right? I think she said to me that... And, and listen, it's, all, it's, it's, it's also factual, right? So it isn't, isn't, it, it isn't just being bovian or, or anything else like that. But she said to me that she's not only pretty on social media. She's not only social media pretty, but she feels like she's pretty in, in person. And she is. She is, not for nothing, right? So, but go check her out. Definitely go check her out, right? One of, one of the many lovely Nikki's or Nicole's that I happen to know in this world, right? So... So to Jacob and to Nikki, we want to say happy birthday. We hope you party hard. We hope you enjoy everything. We hope you regret nothing. But more importantly, we hope you continue to stay in your weekend at Bernie's Motor and stay my T. Ayo, DJ my T, as my boy Chill Will will say. Cut the beat. Woo! I always love starting off the podcast with the birthday parties. I don't know about you guys, but like it's always a nice, good way to get the podcast on and popping. Get the energy up, get things ready, get everything all lively. That's how I don't know about you, but that's how I feel. I love it. I love it. I love it. But you know what I love? A whole lot more than my birthday, my birthday parties at the beginning of the podcast. And that is when I have mixed talk. And that is even, and that's even more when I have Nick's talk after a whip. DJ Mighty, thank you. You're already ahead of me. Cause you know we got that Nick's talk, that Nick's talk. Even when things are looking dark and we bring it to the light and we get that spark, we stay with that Nick's talk, that Nick's talk. Even when we're 500 and you're like, yo, you need to calm down because you're only 500. We gonna stay with that Nick's talk, that Nick's talk. So let's talk some Knicks, people. New York Knicks currently, as it stands, have a record of 12 and 12. They have improved themselves since the last time we spoke, and to now have them back a 500 record, right? They're still fourth in the division. They have, now, they are now 11th, still 11th in the conference, which means if the, if the, if the postseason were to start today, the New York Knicks would not be participating in it as a 500 record currently, as it stands. Are there a couple of other teams in the East that I do believe that if they had a 500 record or close to a 500 record or maybe even fall below 500 record and the Knicks can pass? I do. There's two of them right now. I'm not going to point them out. I'm not, I'm not the kind of guy that's come up on the airways and start pointing fingers. No, I'm not like that. I handle my shits like a gentleman. New York Knicks play the San Antonio Spurs. Walk on, Shooks, as I see my sugar dumplings coming and joining the podcast. Miss you, baby. Can't wait for you to bring that ass here again. Miss you. I'll see you watching me, watching you, watch me, watch you, watch me, watching me, watching you, watch me. Who do you love? I said, Who do I don't know the rest of the song, the rest of the words. But okay, let's get back to the podcast, right? Let's get back to the podcast, right? Because you know what else I love? I told you I love my Knicks. I also love my Knicks, too. I also love my Knicks, and I got to stay on my Knicks. So the New York Knicks play the San Antonio Spurs. And the New York Knicks, I can say this. Actually, I, I can say this with confidence. They didn't beat the brakes off of the Spurs because we're talking about the Spurs here. We're talking about Tejas. They literally beat... 
<laughs> they literally <laughs> beat <laughs> the Spurs. Oh, God damn. Off the Spurs. Now, also, folks, there's a couple of things that you got to know, right? In the background, I have the New York Knicks and the Indianapolis Pacers game going on. Not too happy at the current outcome of this game. But on top of this as well, like I said, I'm a gentleman, right? On top of this as well, I also am replaying, excuse me, <laughs> replaying the New England and Buffalo Bills game from last night. If you want to call it a game. <laughs> That's if you want to call. I, I do. I do love 807. I, I, yes, I do. I do. You listen. I, I, I don't have to pause. You guys know what the hell I mean. I, I just told. I just told you I got a girlfriend. Don't play games with me. <laughs> listen. I figure if she's typing it on social media. Then it's okay for me to share on the podcast. That's the way I look at it, right? That if, that if she's if she if she joins the podcast, right, through one of the social media sites. And she's typing this stuff on social media, especially the social media, especially especially on one of the things that I'm gonna use and save and post on Instagram for it to forever be kept and held. That <laughs> that is okay for me to say, right? Well, yes, 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 yes. We do, we do. My 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 my, my girl and I, we do love Adolfson. I'm gonna say, yes, yes. It's something that we're into. Listen, I love what she loves. Man, that's, 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 that's all it is. You know what I mean? I love what she loves. Like, if she loves dandelions, I fucking love dandelions. If she loves daisies, I fucking love daisies. If she loves sleeping in on, on, on a Tuesday, then nah, we got to get the fuck up. We got shit to do. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I apologize. We're going to have to get up. <laughs> all right. Still got our Knicks talk, our Knicks talk. We're going to stay with our Knicks talk, our Knicks talk. New York Knicks went into San Antonio, and they beat the brakes off the San Antonio Spurs, 121-109. to Now, the San Antonio Spurs were coming off a back-to-back the same exact way that the New York Knicks were coming off of a back-to-back. Wait, what's today? Today's Wednesday. No, that game was Tuesday. No, today is the back-to-back. I apologize. That must have been the games over the weekend. The games over the weekend in New York Knicks and, 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 and whoever the hell they were playing over the weekend were over, both coming over back-to-backs. I ain't gonna lie to you. The condensed version of, this, of these football games... And I know I'm gonna say something very obvious, but bear with me here. The condensed version of these football games is way faster than watching the regular version. How much faster is ridiculous? Because I feel like now I've been watching this game for 15 minutes already. And we're only two minutes. And we've only passed two minutes. Two minutes I've only passed in the first quarter. It's, 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 I don't get it. I don't get it at all. And I don't know what's going on with my next game. The next game happened to go out. We're going to talk about this Monday night football-ish of a game. Because I don't know what the fuck this was. But this wasn't football. This wasn't football, or maybe it was. Like maybe this is a different kind of football that we're not used to. Now, New York Knicks—they haven't been used to winning since Kim, since they've allowed Kimball Walker to sit on the bench, right? Since Kimball Walker has been on the bench, New York Knicks have had a losing record, and this is the individual that they had pinpointed statistically 
right? Or analytically to be the problem or the reason why they weren't as productive on offense or on defense, which if you're not productive on offense or on defense, it will lead to you losing. Now, granted, at this point in time, the Knicks weren't, weren't, weren't below 500. They were, still, they were still over a 500 team. But at last week, they went ahead and they, they shit the bed, they wet the bed, and they threw up in the bed. They literally said, fuck somebody's couch. They lost all three games last week, and and, all, and those three losses will put will push the Knicks below 500. Well, then this win to this win la, the last win last night against the San Antonio Spurs will help get them right back to 500, and they're hoping to get back into winning ways with another win over the Indianapolis Pacers. As it currently looks right now, the Indianapolis Pacers are not going to bow down that easily. Even though the Indianapolis Pacers, not only do they have a worse record than the New York Knicks, but they're also cleaning house. We're gonna talk about, about their Mr. Clean job that's going on in Indianapolis, right? But let's talk more about this game in San Antonio. This game against San Antonio, against San Antonio Spurs, Maybe one of the few times that we've seen the New York Knicks play a complete game. We haven't seen this from the New York Knicks in a while. And listen, I'm happy that they did because they needed to. New York Knicks have, have, have looked horrendous as of late. We've talked about it here on the podcast several times now for several weeks and for several shows. And the New York Knicks are not completing games. They aren't playing complete games. Last year, there was at least one thing that we could say they was playing complete games. This year, we can't say that. This year, they've looked more like the Knicks from two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, where from quarter to quarter, you don't know who you're going to get. Even though the personnel is better. One individual that was really having a real, that was really struggling during the Knicks' losses, happened to have a really good game this game. And that was one R.J. Barrett. Now, I know we don't like to make a lot of excuses for players that, when they're injured or they miss games or when they're missing time, like, hey, they miss time, or if you're on the court, you got to get through your shit. There's been one reason and one reason only that we've given exceptions, and that's when they've had COVID. R.J. Barrett was sick. Yeah, he had the black lung, Paul. <laughs> like, he was sick, sick. And like a lot of athletes, Cam Newton, um, 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 Lamar Jackson, Jason Tatum, as we see with a lot of athletes that are getting, that are getting COVID, that is not that easy for them just to come back. When they get the... <coughs> I think I'm getting the black lung, Bob. When they get that, when they get that sickness, it's not that, it hasn't been that easy for them to come back with. You hear a lot of them talking about the respiratory issues that they do have, the cardio issues that they do have. So the fact that R.J. Barrett has been struggling for the better part of the last two to three weeks... It's understandable. And he will get a slight pass from me. But there is no more pass again. Hey, it looked like your flu was over. Look like you don't broke that fever. Fever. Right? He, he like, you know, broke your fever. 
And he had probably, and not only did he have a breakout game for for this season, but he had a breakout game for his career. 32 points, 11 for 20 on shooting, 7 for 8 from three-point range, right? Which lets me know, listen, the closer that he was getting to the basket, the worse he was doing, in a, in a weird way. He was 7 for 8 from, from three-point range. That means, that means he was 4 for 12. 4 for 12 from the mid-range or inside the circle or in the paint, wherever it was that wasn't the three-pointer, he was four for 12, making a third of his shots. A third. So that just let me know that he was just getting a hot hand um, during this game. You heard Julius, you heard RJ Barrett talk after the game, and he mentioned the, the space that he was receiving. Um, because like, like good players do, or, or like good leaders do, the moment he got praise, he deferred he deferred the credit to his team. They came there's like, yo, Kim, yo, 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 Jules. Not Jules, yo, RJ. You shot good. Seven for eight from three-point range. Eleven for 20, 32 points. You know what I mean? Three for three for four from the line. You was doing good out there. You was doing your thing. But I mean, like were you locked in? Right, like, well, were things just easy? Were they leaving you open? What was it? And the first words out of his mouth. And I have to give a lot of credit to Julius Randle. I think they were focusing on him. And the fact that they were giving so much focus on Julius Randle, it gave me the extra space to be able to get an uncontested shot or a shot that I felt could not be contested. Which, if, it, if a shot can't be contested in your mind as a player, then you're shooting an uncontested shot until that motherfucker starts blocking your shot. Let's let you know. Let's let you know. So that motherfucker starts blocking your shot, you shoot an uncontested shot. All you gotta do is believe it. And then you can't achieve it. God. Oh, I know what's going on here. No wonder. No wonder it fucking seems like I've been watching this goddamn game forever. I've now seen the first quarter of this Dolphins, of, of this Bills Patriots game since we've been on the podcast three times now. Three fucking times now, I've seen the first quarter alone. No wonder I'm looking at it like, God damn, this is the longest fucking first quarter in fucking football history. Like, I look up and it's only the nine minute mark, and I keep, you know what's funny? I kept on catching it right at that point where Josh Allen took a monster hit. We're still 0-0. Zero, zero. Josh Allen takes a monster hit. What's going on, Ronnie? Welcome to the Mighty Sports Podcast. By the music going on in the background, you already know we're going. We're getting on with our next talk, our next talk. We staying with our next talk, our next talk. I know it's 8 o'clock at night. We've lost all light and we're talking in the dark. But we're going to stay with our next talk, that next talk. Talking in the dark. Talking in the dark. Talking in the dark. Next talk in the dark. Next talk in the dark. But you gotta put pants on though. You guys gotta put pants on. Like, like. <laughs> so RJ Barrett has probably one of his best games ever. DJ Mighty, do me a favor. Go ahead and cut this beat for me, right? Because we're we gonna, we gonna talk some talk here, right? RJ Barrett has one of his best games, and automatically he defers he defers all credit to his teammate Julius Randle and the amount of attention that he was drawn for it to be able for him to be able to generate wide open looks. That's just talk 
of a future great leader. As it seems that this Knicks team has a lot of great leaders on this team. And I really do mean that. From a young leader in Julius in, in RJ Barrett to another leader in Julius Randle to another leader in Derrick Rose. And probably the biggest leader of them all, one Kimber Walker. When when the season started, I was prepared to have a sounder for him. For every time he had a bad moment. So and you was gonna hear me play a sound that was like waka waka. But I didn't. And I and I would have felt like, and I would have felt bad if I would have, because he has been the ultimate professional during this time frame when the New York Knicks have benched him. And while benching him, still managed to put up a, dis- a disgustingly losing product. And he has done nothing but be a professional. He continues to work just as hard and practice just as hard as somebody that is still in the starting lineup. Knicks fans, I want you to know one thing right here and now. Before you go through anything else and before you call for anything else, before you talk about anything else. There was one thing that you really wanted more than anything else. There's one thing that you needed before... Anything could be built for the New York Knicks before any great player could come here and try to buy into the Knicks. Before anybody could could look at the Knicks and think, okay, they're getting their shit together. You needed to build a culture. You needed to build a culture with some leaders and, 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 and have a coach and a system that people bought into, and you have that. New York Knicks, you have a culture. As it currently stands right now. Now, does it mean that the culture is in its final form? No. Because it can it can it can look differently based off of better play. But as far as mentality goes, for your players, the New York Knicks have a culture, and you see it from last year to this year, and it was even more solidified this year. With, with, with Kimball Walker and Evan Fournier and the, and the talk of Kimball Walker. That the New York Knicks as it currently stands right now should not be looked at as some mismanaged organization. No. As it currently stands right now, they have a culture. They have, they have a coach. They have a president. They have a general manager. They, they, they have a scout. They have... They have a face, you're, you're, you're not a face of the franchise, but a face behind the scenes, right? In, in World Wild West, right? The New York Knicks officially have everything that you need to take your franchise to the next step. Now, you have to know what step you're at to understand when I say by next step. I'm not saying that, oh, they have everything that they have to make them a championship team. They do, but that's not the next step. That's a lot of steps down the road. And dominoes have to fall in order 
for even that to come to fruition. So even though that is what they have, that isn't cemented. That is as fickle and loose a future as anyone could have. That future is literally written in the sand right by the shore. And one big, and one fuck up of a wave can come and wash all that shit away. But as it currently stands right now, where we're at right now, as a culture, the New York Knicks have cemented that. And I want to say, I want to, I want to transition automatically into what I want to call my, my I want to call into KJ's love to see it segment, or even not segment, but moment of the week. So, love to see it segment of the week. Give me that shit. Love to see it. Love to see it. And that would be the interview over this past week with one Kimber Walker. As they interviewed Kimber Walker and... They asked him about his current position. Because if we remember, Kimber Walker isn't just taken out wasn't just taken out of the Kimber Walker just wasn't taken out of the starting lineup. Kimber Walker was taken out of the rotation. Altogether. They basically tell Kimber Walker. You can't play hoops no more in this current state that you're in. And Kimber Walker is coming back home to New York. Right? He's trying to play in front of friends. He's trying to play in front of family. This is a lifelong dream of his. And this lifelong dream, if this were to play out, if Kimber Walker's scenario would have played out for most other people that call this their lifelong dream, this very quickly would have turned into a beautiful nightmare. Or or disgusting or 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 the horrible nightmare. Well, right now this is a beautiful nightmare. What is going on with my Knicks game? Kimber Walker was asked of how he felt and how he was handling being removed from the starting lineup. And I'm going to tell you right now, after I heard what he said, not only did that make me a bigger Kimber Walker fan and make me, and now I, I can completely erase everything that he did in UConn and not hold that against him because I was still holding on to that shit. And I was holding on to him playing in Boston for a little bit too. Right? I can release all of that shit because he had the most perfect response and I don't feel like this is eyewash I don't feel like he was just blowing smoke up your ass right I feel this was genuine truth he wasn't lying he he wasn't doing what we learned in Nate Dogg's school of medicine he was you know smoke weed every day he wasn't blowing the goods pause because I got somebody named goods on the podcast well no no actually goods ain't here today it's bands So, I want you to take a listen to what Kimball Walker had to say about being benched. 
And I'm telling you that if after this, whether you're a Knicks fan or not, you don't become a bigger fan of this guy, then you really don't love the true essence of sports. Hey, yo, DJ Mighty. Can you drop that camera interview for me? It was tough, obviously, because you know, I'm a competitor. I'd love to play basketball. Um, I'd love to be on the court. And this is the first time this has happened to me in my career. Um, 11 years. Pretty much on any level. But at the end of the day, I'm a pro. Um, I have respect for Coach Tibbs and the decision he made. You know, it might not have been an easy one, but it was a choice that he made. You know, I have no choice but to live with it. Um, I've always been a team guy first. It's not about me. It's about the team. So, you know, if he feels that's what's going to make the team better, then so be it. You know, you know I'm just I'm, I'm here for my teammates. And I'm here to help in any way, shape, or form that I can. So, Were you kind of blindsided that? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, anybody would have been, you know. Like I said, I don't, I don't know if it was easy on his on his end or anybody's end. It's, it's not a. That's not that's not something really easy to tell anyone, you know. So, yeah, you got to do hard things in life. Just have to. I could be pissed, I could be upset, but at the end of the day, there are some young guys here you know, who look up to me. Um, pretty sure they wanted to see how I reacted to the situation. And, you know, anybody on my team down the line can be in the same situation. Situation, and you know, maybe I could be a, a role model in that aspect. You know, um, like I said, it was tough for me, but at the end of the day, like I said, it's, it's just not about me. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm I'm a, I'm a team guy first. I've always been. Guys, anybody who I've ever played with, always been a team guy first. So, um, yeah, you know, I love being around my teammates. Um, I'm not gonna cheer them on until I can't anymore. You know, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. Like I said, if you're not a fan, like I said, as, as a Knicks. I just finally got the Knicks game back. You know, Knicks are losing by 21, 18 points. Fuck. Six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I see I'm going to have a shitty night tonight. All right, so... Get way back. Let's get back. Let's get back. So, if you're a Knicks fan, you have to kind of love Kimball Walker a little bit more now after that. Right, and, and it kind of breaks your heart that you can't find a role for him. That you can't find a bona fide role for him to play on your team. Like, and, 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 and you heard what he said, right? There's some young guys that look up to him. But also as a Knicks fan, right? There's some young guys that we would rather see play. Like, let's also not get it twisted. And now, not just as Knicks fans... As fans of players around, as, as fans of everybody for their team, you hear that the eleven-year veteran on your that you signed that you brought into your team, that from last year to this year, when you insert said player into your team, that he's making you one of the he's making you one of the worst defensive teams in the league. And 
one of the worst offensive teams in the league. But when you remove him out of the lineup, you're back to being a top five defensive team and a top 10 offensive team. Like, what do you do? Because I know Kimball Walker is highly respected around the entire league. Not just in New York. He is highly respected around the entire league. Everybody respects Kimball Walker. But we see his, his play diminishing. And, they, and, and the New York Knicks basically came and said, you can't ball no more. And while we even thought that, you know what? We could probably catch or see him maybe in a backup role, right? Because maybe he can play against against bench players. Maybe against bench players, he's a little bit better. Or maybe, you know, maybe, maybe. Tom Thibodeau said, no, not at all. Nothing right now. So that's what they're talking about. Like, this is being blindsided. Like, you just weren't, you, didn't, you weren't removed from the starting lineup. You were removed from the lineup. Period. Dot Carter. What is going on here, Knicks? You saw R.J. Barrett come into the lane, and he gets blocked from behind by Miles Turner, folks. And we're going to talk about this Indianapolis Pacers team. We're going to talk about Miles Turner. We're going to talk about Sabonis. And we're going to talk about Karis LeVert as well, too, folks. A lot of news coming out of this Indianapolis team. This is going to be... For what I'm going to talk about later on, based on this Indianapolis team, is why this Knicks loss by 20 plus points. And I know, and I know that, and I know that they're closing down the lead. So unless they win this game, I'm going to look at this. And you are down 20 plus points to this team. This team, out of all teams, this is why. This is why the new that, that I've been. I, I, This is why things have been looking so bleak to me and so abysmal to me. And I've, and I've had such as woe is me attitude towards the Knicks season this year because teams like Orlando, who only has five wins, shouldn't be beating you twice. Teams like Indianapolis, which I'm about to bring to light the current scenario that they're in, should not be blowing you out by 20 plus fucking points. Now, I know this is a second game of a back-to-back. I know that you literally played in San Antonio, Texas last night. And then you had to go and fly into Indianapolis, 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 Indiana today to have a game tonight. So you, so basically, the game finished... Well, yesterday, yesterday's game... Well, yesterday, wasn't, yesterday wasn't Sunday. Yesterday, yesterday's game started like, what, 7.30-ish? Played until around 10... By 12, you're probably on the plane. You you, know, you get there about an hour or so later. By the time you check in and everything else, it's probably 3, 4 o'clock this morning and then you have a game tonight. I get it. This is how I'm going to help get to sleep tonight. Is it being a back to it being the second game of a back-to-back and last night they were just in Texas. That's how I'm going to look at it. Because as it currently looks right now on the surface, 
Without me breaking anything else down, I want to break my TV down. With a baseball bat. To my broken glass everywhere. Because if it ain't about the wins, talent just don't care. I'm the good fella fly guy. Sometimes wise guy. Sometimes H-A-W-A. I'm oh, sorry. That's something that you guys had to watch. H A W A. Oh my god. Oh shit. Oh my god. I'm gonna make a tiki talk on that shit. Like, oh worry. I'm gonna make a tiki talk on that shit. I got. I got. I got a. I ain't gonna lie to you guys. I have a. Cause I, I have a to do list. Period. And in one of my to do lists, I have a list of tiki talks that I'm going to create. That I think are hilarious to myself. They pop up in my head. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this Tiki Talk. New York Knicks are going to have to get their shit together real soon. As it currently stands, this may be the worst light skin, dark skin combination that they've had. Ever. Right, if you look if you look at the New York Knicks through history, John Starks and Patrick Ewing, those motherfuckers were always contenders. Right, you look at Allen Houston and Latrell Sprewell, light skin dark skin combination. Those motherfuckers made it to a made it to an NBA championship. Right, I mean so did Patrick Ewing, but you know, then you had the light skin dark skin combination of. Amari Stoudemire and Camilla Anthony. Now, this new light skin, dark skin combination of RJ Barrett and OB Toppin, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Now, I'm excited to see it. Right? I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see it play out. I still would rather see this play out with, with, with Emmanuel Kickley as a starter. But something's going to have to give. I'm watching the New York Knicks right now play, and I I don't know how I don't know how else to say this, but to say that the New York Knicks currently right now look like the Buffalo Bills from this weekend. They look like broken animal crackers. And where is SB? SB has been missing. SB has been MIA ever since the Dolph ever since the Bills have been taking these really bad plummeting losses. I ain't gonna talk about his bills yet. I ain't gonna talk about his bills yet. We still here. We still here with the Knicks, right? So they can't. I said we. I, I don't want to break this game down so bad. Um, so so much to the point where I, I, I'm gonna sound like I'm repeating myself on Friday, because you know I'm gonna talk about this particular game again on Friday. Actually, between now and Friday, what's today? Wednesday. I think the Knicks can play again on Friday. On a Friday, you can play Toronto. Another team that supposedly has a has a record worse than them. Actually, everybody had a work record worse than them so far that they played. San Antonio did, um, Indianapolis did, and Toronto did. Does. The only team they were going to play this week that has a record better than them was going to be the, um, the Milwaukee Bucks. And it looks like that we have our first call of, to, of the day on the Blue Chew Get In Hotline. Okay, we got some fresh water going on. With us. Fresh water. What's going on to the mighty sport? We are, you're here on the mighty sports podcast. It's popping, B. 
see you trying to connect. Um, but if you do have me on speakerphone, you do have to get me. Oh, yeah, 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 thank you. Okay, so I had to remove you because you can't have you 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 can't have me on speakerphone. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't be on any kind of speakerphone whatsoever. The reverb is is gets becomes horrible. So if you have a pair of headphones or 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 or, or a pair of like Bluetooth buds, any kind of headphones whatsoever, right? You're gonna have to put those in. Um, if you're gonna be able to take that call, speakerphone will not work. <clears throat> but I do appreciate you trying to call into the podcast. Back to my next right. So like I said, yeah. So the only team that they had with, that was gonna they, they were playing was gonna have a winning record this week was gonna be the Milwaukee Bucks. That's what he was, he was hoping that the New York Knicks can at least come away with a couple of victories this week before they even play Milwaukee. They they had the opportunities here. San Antonio should not just be their own, should not, should not have been their only victory. They should have came in here. They, they should have came in here tonight. They should have beat um should have beat the brakes out of Indianapolis Pacers. We're gonna talk about the Indianapolis Pacers in a little bit. Because I'm gonna have to cool down from the New York Knicks talk because they're getting me they're getting me real heated, they're getting me riled up right now because I don't like to see these losses. I really don't. Not to this team. Not to these kind of teams. Just like if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, you don't like to see whatever the fuck you had on Monday night football-ish. Hey, I it, it look I I that was a rough game. Like, Monday Night Football, we have Buffalo versus versus New England. That was a rough game to watch. But that definitely was our Blue Chew Go Hard or Go Home game of the week. This was the game that we were going to be watching. This is the game that was going to have all of those measuring sticks, right? All of those litmus tests um, coming up about it. You had both of these teams on the top of their division. We already know what Buffalo has been trying to do for the last couple of years. And we already know who New England is for the last two decades. Right? Buffalo under Josh Allen, they're they're trying to do all the necessary steps to to, to, to consistently be a championship contending team. Now, in doing so, they have negated probably the biggest portion of the offensive game that should be addressed if you're playing in Buffalo. After the O-line, that is. And after the O-line and the quarterback, right? And that's the run game. As as the current as the Buffalo Bills are currently constructed. They don't have a run game. Now let me tell you about the about before we before we talk about each team, right? Let's just talk about the challenges that they talked about coming into this game. Because co- coming into this week of coming into the week of this game, they talked about how the weather was going to be such a big play in this game. And Everything was 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 precated around how are these quarterbacks gonna play in this weather? 
We're gonna have we're gonna have swirling winds. They're going to be pushing balls all over the place. You understand? If you have your back to the if you have your back to the wind, it's gonna make your ball sail a little bit more. If you have your face to the wind, it's going to probably make them fall. You understand? You have quarterbacks coming. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do I see some Deuce McBride? And of course, why am I not surprised that Deuce McBride wears the number two? I am so foolish. Duh. But of course, we are only getting Deuce McBride playing time because the New York Knicks are down 15 points with 43 minutes to go. Julius Randle is on the bench. RJ Barrett is on the bench. Evan Fournier is on the bench. The only one of the only guys that generally gets minutes for the New York Knicks that is currently playing is Emmanuel Quickly and OB Toppins. Right now, it's Emmanuel Quickly and OB Toppins out there with Sims at center. You also we also see a actually no, that's not a Kevin Knox. Oh God, damn! See, I'm telling you right now, that is not a Kevin Knox sighting. That is a Quentin Grimes sighted. And can I tell you that every time Quentin Grimes comes into the game, not only do I see him pick up somebody um, 40 feet, right, basically full court, but I see him make an effortless three. An effortless three. Like, he gets the slightest room, and he makes... I'm telling you right now, if Quentin Grimes was, was on the Golden State Warriors, he would be an asset. He would be a pure asset right now. They'll be talking about him as a key as a key contributor off the bench as a three and D guy. Let me know right now if he played in Golden State. Quentin Grimes is gonna earn himself more minutes, and he's one of the reasons why why Kimber Walker doesn't have as many minutes as he does. Believe it or not, New York Knicks lose this game in in in, in horrific fashion. I'm not gonna talk about this tonight. We're going to talk about this horrible loss Friday. I'm already in a foul mood now because of this loss. So welcome to the Drunk Uncles Podcast. I'm three beers in, and now I'm in a fucking foul mood. Hope you guys are ready for the rest of the podcast. There's going to be a lot of punching in this one. Yeah! What else can I watch? What else can I watch? Actually, I know what I want to see. I know there should be a Golden State Warriors game on, I think, tonight. And if the Golden State Warriors game is on tonight, then we definitely want to watch this game because, as we said in the opener, the golden child is history chasing. And you gonna, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the podcast as well. Right, so back to this Buffalo and New England game that I'm rewatching right now. And I don't know why I'm rewatching this game, but I'm rewatching this game. And before going before we get to Golden State and Portland, right now we currently have Milwaukee and Miami in um two minutes to go in the third quarter. Game is tied 74-74. I already told you. Then the Golden the New York Knicks next opponent is gonna be the Milwaukee Bucks. So I ain't gonna lie. For a lot of selfish reasons. I'm hoping that the Milwaukee Bucks win this game. Not only because I want them to be a little bit relaxed when it when it comes to them playing the Knicks um, on the next game, but also because I want the Miami Heat to lose because I don't like the Miami Heat. And I could go on 100% hating on this squad now. Love me some Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is the only person and Haslam. 
Jimmy Butler's the only person that gets respect from me on that team. And Haslam. Everybody else can go suck a sports before, uh, metaphoric dick. And I have to let you guys know that anytime I say these disrespectful things, we are speaking of this strictly from a sports realm. Right? Don't get your sports realm shit confused with your real world shit. That's like that that's like that's like that's like playing an MMO fantasy game and, and, and then and then you go into your and then and then you go into gym class in the real world and you try doing a fireball, you know what I mean, on a, on somebody coming to tackle you on football. Like, no, don't cross your worlds. <laughs> so coming like I said, so back to the back to this football game, leading up to this game. They, all they talked about was the weather and how each quarterback was going to perform in this weather and how this weather was going to... What's going on, J-Hood? I like calling you J-Hood and everything, Miss J-Hoodie, just to let you know. Also because I don't know I don't know if you know that J-Hood happened to be a rapper back in the day from, um, from D-Block. He was on the whole D-Block label with the locks in them, so go listen to that shit. Right, go listen to Jay Hood from that show. I, I, he got a bar on the on the lock show that everywhere we go, people wanna know who we are. So we tell them this is D Block, mighty mighty D Block. And then and then go go so go find whatever what, that song that I just gave you right there. Go find that shit right and go listen to it. And, and then you and then you listen to Jay Hood. And Jay Hood is on that shit. He was one of their little knucklehead artists they were trying to sign. I don't think anything really panned out. But he was on that whole D-block later. So that's when I say Jay Hood. That shit just rolled off the tongue a little bit better. <laughs> and of course, I love that song too. Because it's the Mighty Sports Podcast. And that's also what they took that from is actually an army cadence. Right? That they took that from. Right? And it's actually an army cadence that we used to, to the opener of the first season of this podcast. Let's give you guys, let's give you guys a little history, a little, little seven degrees, of, you know what I mean, of, of separation and connections, or whatever the fuck they do, right? You know, eight, 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 eight degrees of, of perspiration, whatever it's called. So, all they talked about in this Buffalo and New England game was how each quarterback was going to function in this weather. How oh. If, if, if they're a throw of the ball, they can't put the nose of the ball up. If they put the nose of the ball up, then, then it's going to get caught in the wind. And that's why you're going to get shit sailing on you or you're going to start getting some of that helicopter shit. They're going to have to be nose down throwers. Like, sir, literally, this week, you they, they literally were giving classes on how to throw the ball in wind. They brought out Steve Young. They brought out Peyton Manning. They brought out everybody. Every past quarterback, we're talking about, the, um, who's the guy that they have making a movie about him now? Used to play for Arizona Cardinals. Ah, uh, goddamn. Ah, uh, shit. I want to say he also, Kurt Warner? Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Played for the Giants as well? Show, greatest show on turf? Yes, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Kurt, Kurt Warner got a movie. Did you guys know Kurt Warner got a movie coming out? <laughs> Kurt Warner got a movie coming out, but yeah, they had all those. They had all of those quarterbacks coming out and literally giving a quarterback class. 
That's the reason why I know now that when playing in wind, that you got to make sure you keep the nose of the football down. And and and, and sometimes you want to make sure that you get it off that back thing. You want to be a finger thrower. You want to make sure that you work those magic fingers, right? I'm, I'm the same. This is football terminology. I don't care how it sounds. I know a lot of talk, I know I talk with a lot of double entendres, and I and I definitely was giving you guys a double entendre there. But get your mind out the gutter for a second, right? Follow me back here. Let's get back on the field, right? They said you got you got you got you got to be a finger thrower, right? You got to be able to work the fingers. This is what they're talking about leading up to this game, and none of that. Shit mattered. None of it. That's basically you taking your whole entire game plan and taking that whiteboard and erasing fucking everything. None of it mattered. Unless you were the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to tell you what I saw this week. Because this was a game that I told you. This was our Blue Chew Go Hard or Go Home game of the week. The New England Patriots came in and they went hard, right? They came in looking like some Patriots. And the Buffalo Bills came in there looking like some broken animal crackers. Like the only thing they wanted to do was get crumbled up and go home. New England over here dancing on them. Watching the game again, they dancing on them. This score, this this game ended up being 14-10. And I'm telling you, I didn't even realize that Buffalo managed. I'm watching the 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 the, the, the what is it called? Spoiler trailer. The trailer for the Matrix. I just saw that. I think this is my first time seeing that, and I caught half of it. Just to let you know, I will be catching it again. And when I catch it again. You will not be having my undivided attention. I will be fully distracted. Just letting you know. So, I didn't even realize this game was 14-10. I didn't realize that Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills even put up 14 points, to be honest with you. I mean, sorry, 10 points. I didn't realize Buffalo Bills put up 10 points, to be honest with you. But they did. This game had nothing to do with how well you can throw the ball, or how each quarterback was going to throw the ball, or how or how they were looked on the ball, and this ended up being a game of will. What will you do for a Klondike? Well, no, I'm joking. What would you do for a win? And how can you oppose your will on the other opponent until they look like Will Smith on the round table? This was a game of of will and I'm sorry what is another name for will um 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 William there we go wait 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 what's another name for William Bill oh there we go um 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 who was the coach for the New England Patriots um, Bill Belichick. So this end up being a game of Bill. And what is another name for Bill? Um, Billy. Oh, that's true. And what is another nickname for the word Billy? Goat. So this was a game of goats. <laughs> Greatest of all time. By one Billy Goat 
Belichick. I hate saying that. But I kind of have to, don't I? Out of respect. Because seeing him do it now twice. With literally a mac and cheese quarterback. Like a mac like a mac and versus a ramen noodle quarterback, right? A mac and cheese quarterback. <laughs> macaroni noises, macaroni noises. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Twice with a mac and cheese quarterback. Like how you do this twice with two quarterbacks that look like a state puff marshmallow man when you drafted them? How? But they did it. Animal crackers. That's what the Buffalo Bills did look like. They Buffalo Bills made Bob Marley want to erase the song Buffalo Soldier from his playlist. That's how bad the Buffalo Bills look. I know we haven't actually talked about the game yet, but let's actually talk about this game. I told you, everything leading up to this game, they talked about the weather. And you know what the Buffalo Bills did? They came in here and acted as if the weather wasn't a factor. They came in here and I said, you know what? This is our weather. And we're not going to change our game plan in this weather. We're just going to do what we always do. And we're going to try to throw this ball all over the fucking place. Not only throw this ball all over the fucking place, we're going to try to throw this ball all over the fucking place and... Throw the ball, put the ball in the air more than we've ever done, in, than, than we average regularly this year. What do I mean by that? On an average, the Buffalo Bills have a hang time, an air time of seven yards in the air on pass plays. This one was 10. It's like they literally tried to defy Mother Nature. This is why you got fucked. By a team that attempted three. I'm not playing here, folks. You know what? You know what? I apologize. I apologize. Because you know what? I haven't looked at the numbers. My bad. I haven't looked at the numbers. I heard it. I saw it flash on the screen. I haven't looked at the end numbers to confirm what I am about to say deserves to be said with all of this venom. So I apologize. I'm gonna make sure that I have the numbers for you exactly as they were recorded so that you can fully understand what the fucks I'm about to say here. The Buffalo Bills lost to a team that attempted three. Let, you know what? I'm sorry. Let me say this in, in Caribbean so that people can understand. They attempted three. Let me say this in Spanish. They attempted tres. Let, so, no, let me say this in French. They attempted trois. Oh, oh, sorry. Let me say this in German. Wait. I forgot how to say three in German. You're lucky. No. 
They attempted fly. One fly fly. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how many more ways I can say this for you. And you, I can say this to you. Wait, wait. Do, do I know how to say this in Japanese? Um, sure sweet. No, 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 no. I think that's A B C. Um, <laughs> like three passing attempts. Before I go any further, can I tell you how much winning helps everything? If they had lost with three passing attempts, I don't know if Matt Jones would have gotten this talk, but every other quarterback in every other young quarterback in the league, we the headline would have been is this the right quarterback for the job <laughs> kind of shit. I'm just saying, games like this, let me say this to you very clearly. Games like this, you have scrutinized Cam Newton for when he won. You have scrutinized Lamar Jackson for when he won. Much less when they lose. You've, you've managed to scrutinize these kind of individuals. I see Mark, I see KJ, I see Ronnie all popping up in the building. But when you lose to a team with three passing attempts, like I said, thank God winning is the biggest deodorant ever. But I'm still letting you guys know, while you're still deodorizing this, there are a lot of you out there. There are a lot of entities, there are a lot of individuals out there that when Lamar Jackson and Cam Newton wins in this fashion, they get scrutinized. Now, not for nothing, there's only been one other quarterback I've ever heard scrutinized when they won in this fashion that doesn't, that doesn't fit the same profile as Lamar Jackson and Cam Newton. And that is one Tim Tebow. And that is because, let's just put it out there, we really want our, we really was want our football playing Jade. We don't want that shit to be over, who, uh, over holy. They don't want that shit to be over hood. They don't want that shit to be over political. They don't want that shit to be over anything. They just want fucking football. Jesus couldn't walk with Tim Tebow to keep him his football career. You understand? Kanye West had a better had a better chance talking to Jesus than than Tim Tebow did kneeling with football. I'm just saying. He's the only other person. And they did that because he was kneeling. Just to let you guys know. They did that because he was kneeling. Not because he wasn't not winning. Because we kind of see what they're willing to do when you're at least willing to win. He was just kneeling the wrong portion of the world. I'm glad Mark's here. I got to talk about his owner a little bit later. Like I said, this was a game of will. Or as I should say, another name for Will is William, which means another and another name for William is Bill. Another name for Bill is You want to talk Billy. about what? Wait, shut up. I'm going I'm going through my Rayman moment here. Another name for Bill is Billy. And another name for Billy is Goat. So on top of this being a game of wills, a game of bills, a game of goats, 
they forced themselves. You you understand? At some point in time, I was uncomfortable watching this game as I watched New England force themselves on the Buffalo Bills. If this was any other scenario, you would have heard stop, no, and don't. I'm you just like stop, Rich. <laughs> Richard. Matt Jones. Ma Matt Jones went two for three for 19 yards. Ooh. Matt Jones. Folks, Damian Harris, 10 carries, 111 yards. Ramondre. Ram fucking black people, I swear. Like I, I love, I, I love us with, with our creativeness. But what the fuck is a, a Ramondre? Oh my god! <laughs> Creative ass motherfuckers! What the hell? R h a m o n d r e. And I know he black because his last name is Stevenson. The first name like Ramondre. Like Raja, it's like it's like Rajon Rondo mixed with Raymond mixed with Andre. What the fuck? But he had twenty four carries for seventy eight yards. They the New England Patriots had over two hundred yards rushing. And let me say this again. Let me say this again. Nineteen yards. Receiving. 19 yards receiving. Like I said, thank God for winning. Because if they would have lost in this game, I... I Actually, you know what? I still think they would have given him a pass. Because it's Bill Belichick and it's Matt Jones. In the, and this would have been, what, the third bad game he... that The, fir, the third bad game he would have had this season. But even this, they're not looking at a bad game. Because they're looking at it as, you know what? Based off of this weather, we decided that we wanted to run the ball. And then we learned. And it's not that we learned. Everybody already had a suspicion that, that you could run all over Buffalo. Well, they said, you know what? Why even try passing the ball? We're just going to keep running on them. Because like one great Bart Scott yeah. once said, these guys. Actually, you know what? Bart I think I'm just gonna let you just do the whole entire thing because, you know. Can't wait. No, not that one, Bart. The other one. They can't stop a nosebleed. The Buffalo Bills could not stop a nosebleed. They literally ran all over them. They had their way with them. They ragdolled them. They punked them. They bitched them. You understand? They didn't even punch them in the mouth. They hit them with an open hand. Cause that's what that's what you do when you bitch somebody. You don't hit them with a closed fist. You hit them with an open hand. I'm sorry, Mark. You was about to say about this Buffalo Bills and Patriots game. Okay. Talk. <laughs> What's that? Did you hear Belichick talk? They were they were asking him about. Yeah. Um. How, how like the next time they play him that's he was like well he was like obviously we have a our whole 
passing package to, to work on, yeah. which they don't know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you have to play this team again in a couple of weeks. Like, um, anything about 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 what you, you like, like about you know what they, what you may be familiar with or what they may be unfamiliar with. It's like, yeah, my whole passing package. I I didn't use any of it. <laughs> we passed the ball three times. The Buffalo Bills showed every single hard pass they can try to make in the in bad weather. The Patriots passed it three times. And and, I, and it's like I said before, the Buffalo Bills are missing a pa- missing a pass game. They are missing a LaShawn McCoy. They're missing somebody to give this ball to and punch somebody in the motherfucking mouth. Because as, as it currently looks right now, they look more like animal crackers than Buffalo Bills. Go look at that Buffalo Bills logo again. Tell me I look like an animal cracker. Go look at it. Go look. I, I, I tell you all to go look at it right now. Tell me that logo don't look like an animal cracker. But wasn't that wasn't that a buffalo, a cracker, or was that a camel? Hmm? What? The camel? Wait, what? Was it a camel? What? What? Oh, was that elephant? <laughs> you talking about the elephant and the animal crackers? <laughs> just, just just look at the Buffalo Bills logo period and tell me it don't look like an animal cracker. I don't know which animal cracker look like. This is, I don't know. Back in my day there was a Buffalo animal cracker. I don't know if there's still a Buffalo animal cracker. We well we had a bunch of animals in an animal cracker because we had a bunch more animals. Now there's only like three animals in an animal cracker. Like they give you a giraffe, they give you an elephant, and they give you a zebra, and that's it. I don't that's all you get in the animal crackers now. <laughs> See, Ronnie looks at it. He sees it. He sees it. Looks just like an animal cracker. And after the Patriots are double them, it looks like an animal cracker that got shot in the head. But they're still running, and the blood is and the blood is leaking out of their head, going backwards. Cause they had them dead to rights. Jeez, the New England Patriots definitely loaded up the musket, and they offloaded one directly into the into the, the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills could not stop the run. They could not stop the run. They could not stop the run. This is gonna. This is a bad omen. Now, if before this game, if you thought that the Buffalo Bills were still a playoff or a championship contending team, I think I'm going to have to change that whole entire thought pattern. I no longer believe they're a championship contending team because when we get to the playoffs. You're going to have to stop the run. I'm sorry. When you get to the playoffs, you're going to be facing teams that are going to run the ball. You're going to be facing New England. You're going to be facing the Patriots. You're going to be facing the possibly the, the Baltimore Ravens. You're going to be facing the Tennessee Titans. You're going to be facing teams that can run the ball. You may be facing the Indianapolis Colts. So if you can't stop the run, Buffalo, then it's bye-bye, Buffalo. What we're going to see is crumbs. So who's your, who's your a- AFC team then? I don't even know right now because I'm not, I'm not even there on that, on, that, on that train of thought, to be honest with you. Like, I, I'm just, I just know that Buffalo Bills have officially Ooh. eliminated themselves from contention in my book. But. So you... You don't, because they can't stop the run, they're done. You can't stop the run, you're done. You can't stop the run, 
You can't stop the run. You're one and done. Because you're not going to win your division over the New England Patriots. Let, let, let's get that clear now. Buffalo Bills are not are not winning their division. So now it's time for them to become a wild card team. Wild card team. Who do you love? Because who are they going to play? They're going to play one of these run happy teams. You think they could be? They could be KC. Are they going to play? Nah. Can they face? Are they going to be facing KC? And the wild card though. See, and, and they may. Nah, KC is going to have that buy. So there you go. So we're talking about we're talking about just getting out the wild card, and then the wild card is going to be one of these one of these run happy teams. It's either going to be Derrick Henry or Jonathan Taylor. Henry's coming back. By the end of the season, he may be back. Yes, I heard that. I really didn't. I didn't. I, like, I really did not realize that the Buffalo Bills pulled up ten points. And to be honest with you, the Buffalo Bills kind of got lucky on one of their touchdowns. Yo, I'm looking at Zion Williamson in this Mountain Dew commercial. Yo, he's almost as big as the fucking couch. Put the soda down, big fella. You don't need all those empty calories. Yeah, he had a setback. He ain't coming back no time soon. Yo. <laughs> As it currently stands, I would rather have R.J. Barrett because at least he can play. <laughs> hey, at least he's on the court. Did y'all win? Not did tonight. Win? Not tonight. Was... No, no, no. They did not, not win tonight. tonight. No, no. We, we, we ain't gonna talk about. It. We gonna talk about that on Friday. I'm not gonna I'm talk about that. that. I already passed that. I already passed that. Alrighty. No, no. I was just asking. I got you. So you know what I, though? I'm coming from Marcus's practice. Oh, bet practice. We talking about practice. You you making it to the podcast? Um, that's enough. Maybe. Okay, <laughs> you ummed me. No, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta see. I got, I gotta, I gotta check the temperature. Right. So when I get home, let you know what? I don't want to talk about no more depressing shit. The New York Knicks had a depressing game this um just a while ago, even though they had a great win against San Antonio. That Buffalo Bills and New England game is just depressing. If you're a New England fan, you're depressed. But also, if you're a Miami fan, if you're a Jets fan, or if you're an AFC, or if you're in the AFC conference, that New England team just depresses you, period, because you're like, fuck, 10 more years. 10 more years of this shit. And Mark, I can hear my reverb in the back, just to let you know. All right, hold on. So, we're going to uplift the mood, and there's only one way I know how to uplift the mood, and that is with Blue Chew. Folks, what is Blue Chew? Blue Chew just happens to be the little blue pill that can give you back your thrill. All you have to do is open up a pack and then head to the sack. Just a few chews, before you do, 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 do. This has the same ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so I'm telling you, this is one opportunity that you definitely don't want to miss. She's going to love how you come through like a champ when you Bluetooth in advance. When I tell you she, it's gonna be that, that you're going to have her somewhere between a rock and a hard place before you bust on her face, <laughs> Bluetooth, folks. <laughs> She's going to love how you come through like a champ when you Bluetooth in advance. And all you gotta do is use is use this week's promo code of BSPH. That's Bravo Sierra Papa Hotel. And you can get your first order of Blue Chew 
for free from the folks here on my tee. Blue Chew. All you gotta do is chew it and then do it. Lionel Richie style. All night long. All night. All night long. All night. Because everyone you meet is fucking in the streets all night long. All night. Yeah. All night. Everyone you meet is going skeet, skeet, skeet. All night long. All night. Yeah. Once you chew it, you just have to do it. Sorry, I'm over having way too much fun with this Lionel Richie and Blue Chew. So yes, folks, use my Blue Chew promo code BSPH and you'll be able to get your first order of Blue Chew for free from here free on the, from here on the folks at Mighty Sports Podcast. The only thing you got to do is pay shipping and handling. I can't do nothing about that. I go to people postal, for the postal service. They need their money. And one of my and, 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 and one of my former figures work for the postal service, so you definitely got to make sure you pay for shipping and handling because you know that goes to these holiday dinners that we be having. Gotta get my panini. Nah, I mean. So let's switch gears, right? Let, let, let's 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 get away from the, the seriousness of basketball and the seriousness of football for a while, and let's talk a little bit about some of these owners, right? Let's talk some of these owners. This is where your boy comes in, Mark. Your boy, Jerry Jones. What I want to do, I'm having my own versus battle between Jerry Jones and owner of the Dallas Cowboys and Steve Cohen, owner of the New York Mets. And I wanted to bring these two individuals into play be, uh, one because of uh, I hate, there's a lot of heat that the New York Mets owner takes for what he for what he does, and when it comes to how he criticizes his team at times, and this is fairly similar to what Jerry Jones does. When it comes to criticizing this team. Now the reason why I bring these both entities up. Is because of the issues that the New York Mets. Trying to find management. This offseason. And in their. And in their efforts. And in their troubles to try to find management. Right. One of the things that kept on coming up. Or kept on being whispered about underly even though it wasn't being just fully brought out it kept on being whispered about you know everybody whispering whispering right streets is watching like she's not only watching but they talking now right so so what started whispering was that people may not like on how steve cohen criticizes the team publicly through social media And that made, that has always made me think. Every time I heard a baseball entity with one of their 8,000 unwritten rules, I'm pretty sure another ba- um, unwritten baseball rule is going to be now, owners of baseball teams should not 
tweet. Tweety tweet. Fuck you and your unwritten rules. Write that shit the fuck down. Let me see that shit. If that shit on your paper, that shit don't exist to me. So, Steve Cohen gets a lot of shit. But so does one Jerry Jones. But if, But the difference is that while Jerry Jones may get slack for how he does his criticizing of his team, it never stops him from getting talent or personnel to manage his team. So my so then I start looking at it and I wonder, why would the Mets owner have problems getting management if he's doing nothing different than what Jerry Jones is doing? So let's run this back a little bit, right? In the past, right, we've... And not, not even so much the past. In the very recent future, we heard Jerry Jones go on the airways as he does every single week. And he addresses Cowboy Nation. He talks about the goods, he talks about the bads, he talks about the uglies. But he's always doing it. Now, one thing that we do hear about Jerry Jones is that he's meddling. But we never hear them talk about, oh, about the criticism portion of it. Or his weekly spots. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw a video. I was waiting for something to pop up. So, I was looking for the audio, right? But, let's see if we get the audio coming up. Give me one second. This is going to be from Sports Night Football on NBC. Let's see if this is the audio that we were looking for. A wild, crazy, mad scrum, and every week is going to mean more and more. We welcome in MDS, who joins us for the weekly awards segment. We do it every Tuesday. Oh, no, no, that's not what I want. I want specifically the Jerry Jones shit. In free agency, the Bengals made an aggressive offer for... Nope, not what I'm looking for. Okay. So that's not going to happen. They don't want him to say, and I think that's a critical ingredient in where the Patriots are... All right, so let's just pull this up. So they asked them, right? They, they basically asked them about the injuries that they were having, right? That, that the season has been kind of up and down. And they asked if, if Dak Prescott was struggling. And he went out and he defended Dak Prescott. But in defending Dak Prescott, he also managed to throw his wide receivers underneath the bus. And basically saying that it's not Dak Prescott, that... What happens sometimes, he said, and, and, this is, and this is quoting him. The thing that you're seeing is sometimes the pass looks errant is because, all right, let me see if I can, the, the thing you're seeing is sometimes the pass looks errant. It's because the receiver, for instance, ran the route two yards, cut it off two yards shorter. He should be out two more yards before he makes his cuts. It can make all the difference in the world as far as his ability to separate. 
it has a relativeness to the other receivers. And so, if you're not really crisp on the way you play was designed relative to how many yards you go, the cut, then your passing game can look really off. So basically, Jerry Jones said that his, that his receivers aren't running their routes properly. Basically, he's saying that the, the runners are running their routes a little bit too short or they're just not basically where they're supposed to be. And the fact that they're not where they should be when the... Oh. <laughs> All the receivers could just catch that too. But he didn't say the receivers are dropping balls. He said the receivers aren't where they're supposed to be when the ball is supposed to be where they're the, when the ball thinks that they're supposed to be at. They are definitely dropping balls. I'm not saying that they're not dropping balls, KJ. What I I'm just saying that Jerry Jones didn't address nothing about the catching of the balls. He just said that these motherfuckers ain't running their routes properly. The catching of the balls is something different. So that's that's what we see. We see them not catching balls. Jerry Jones is saying that they're not running their routes. Well, Jerry Jones talks to the owners. Uh, not the owners, but but his coaches and his coaching staff because he goes into the locker room basically every single game, right? And this has to be, in some way, shape, or form, the sentiments that are being expressed by his coaches behind closed doors. Because I, I, I'm really curious to believe, do you guys believe that this is Jerry Jones's? original thought meaning that as jerry jones is watching the game and he's breaking down this game that he is seeing those routes and he's like damn he ran that route two yards too short oh fuck why do they keep running their routes so shallow why are they cutting their routes off i don't think jerry jones is is seeing that because how is jerry jones to know that it's supposed to be eight yards and a cut in you know what I mean? Versus six yards in a cut-in. Or how is, how is he supposed to know that it's supposed to be ten yards in a hook versus six yards in a hook? He don't know that. But you know who does know that? The coaches do. The offensive coordinator does. The people that are running up the schemes and drawing this shit up and, and trying to... They know that. So Jerry Jones isn't even saying this himself. He's saying it himself, but he is basically the voice of... Right now of his coaching staff. Of how his coaching staff feels. So if his coaching staff has not expressed this particular concern to his locker room. Then he is talking now to his locker room through the media. Expressing his likes and his dislikes as an owner. And as a general manager about his team through the media. Which... We don't have issues with, do we? No, we don't. We've actually kind of grown accustomed to this by Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones literally has a weekly radio spot to go out and get everything that he is feeling about his team out into the ethernet. So that he don't got to hold on to any, any kind of negativity to make him age sooner. None at all. Now, 
I bring up Jerry Jones. Again, I, I said, to bring up one Steve Cohen. Because I really want to know what is Steve Cohen doing differently than Jerry Jones? Now, I'm going to ask you guys a question. You guys can play along at home if you like. What method of media does Jerry Jones use? Actually, no, 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 let's back up, let's back up, let's back up. What method of media was popular when Jerry Jones became the owner of the buff of the of the Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, Cow Cowboys Cowboys of the Dallas Cowboys? What method of media was popular when he became the owner of the Dallas Cowboys? It was radio, paper, and television. They're already on TV. So the other two is radio and paper. And he don't want somebody miscuing his words in, in the paper and having to cut it down and, and misquote him so that he goes on radio so he can say whatever he wants to say in his own words. He's still trying to find a way to communicate not only with his audience, right, his fans, but also his team. And this is the method of communication that he's familiar with. This is the popular form of media that he had growing up, that he had by the time he bought into the Dallas Cowboys. Now let's fast forward to today. What method of media is most popular when Steve Cohen bought the Mets? Social media. And television. Well, like I said, they're already on TV. So what is the easiest way for Steve Cohen to get his voice heard about his opinion about his team? He's not going to go to the paper because the paper's going to misquote him. So where does he go? Social media. What is the difference between what Steve Cohen does and what Jerry Jones does? There really is no difference except for one is using modern technology. Some of the simple modern technology that helped make him is billions. But yet, baseball people and their fucking 8 million invisible, unwritten fucking rules have a problem with it. It's because baseball people don't like being held accountable for their bullshit. Baseball is just being getting wussified. How do you communicate today in in, in, in in today's modern world? Tweets and social media. That's how you do it. This isn't a paper and radio world anymore. It's a social media, television, and radio world. And social media is a little bit higher than radio in a, in a weird way. And how does Steve Cohen get to his fans? He talks to them on his own social media page. So you never have to misquote him. So while Jerry Jones is over here talking about how his wide receivers aren't running routes, Steve Cohen is over here and he's just saying, you know what? I'm not happy this morning. I've never seen such unprofessional behavior exhibited by a player 
agent, by a player's agent, I guess words and promises don't matter. I'm sorry. Is that not something that Jerry Jones would go on and say on the radio? So what's the problem because Steve Cohen tweeted that? I want to thank Lewis for his work as manager. He's a good man who represents the Mets with dignity and calm during two extremely trying years. And then he'll, like, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just reading you his tweets. Like, this is Steve Cohen. This has been Steve Cohen since the very beginning. Just like how this has been Jerry Jones from the very beginning. They're both doing the same exact thing. It's just that one is using a different form of media than the other. But I'm going to ask Cowboy fans, do y'all even pay attention to half the time where Jerry Jones is out there running his, li running his lip? Mm. Huh? Nope. Exactly. Nope. Exactly. Nope. Nope. <laughs> they really... We're gonna listen to old old man and shit. Like he, like they only you only care sometimes. when when he when he starts to meddle with the team and decision making. That's the only time people care. So Mets fans and people in the baseball world and baseball managers and everybody that 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 keep turning their nose up to the Mets because they don't want the job or or they or they look or they thinking twice about it because the owner tweets. Why the fuck are you paying attention to it? As you can see, half the time most fans don't even care. The people that really matter don't even don't even care. You guys care because you know what? Because he called you out. Now your panties in a bunch. Because you don't want him to call you out. Because you're out here trying my best. Well, guess what? Sometimes you can try your best and be a complete fucking failure. You know what that means? You're a failure. You can try as hard as you fucking want. Some people ain't cut out for it. A fish could try to fly as much as he fucking wants. If you can't fly, you can't fucking fly. Go ask R. Kelly to piss on you and go swim your ass down the fucking river. <laughs> when one guy talks, he's at least subject to following question. The other is behind a computer screen, and you can't and you can't get access to. But you can get access to Steve Cohen. I mean, what more access? Can, I mean, Jerry Jones, where you can call in to their radio show and get follow up questions. I mean, he has he has he has the radio guy asking him questions, but that's the Dallas radio personality. We all know New York is one of New York, Chicago, Philly is some of the. Actually, Chicago, I'm lying. New York and Philly are two of the only medias to actually go ahead and hold their players accountable. Everybody else coddles their coddles their athletes. They ain't, they ain't asking no real follow-up questions to Jerry Jones. They ain't asking him no real shit. Callers are being screened, and 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 the radio person already knows what he can say and what he can't say to Jerry Jones. When Steve Ballmer goes, Steve Ballmer, Steve Cohen on when Steve Cohen goes on social media and he starts there, you can retweet him, and you know what happens? Or you could, or you could, you, you could comment him. He actually responds to, responds to the comments. So when he says shit like that, you said that you can't get followed. Yes, you can. He's actually had a day where he's actually went up there and started his tirades. And people started talking to him, and he comes back there, and he, and he responds back. When he first got the team, he's on social media. He says some shit. People said some shit back to him. He responds back. 
you actually have more real-time responsibility because he's on social media and you can talk to him. Jerry Jones is going on there once a week. He's having basically an orchestrated sit-down. Orchestrated. Steve Cohen is just doing that shit off the, off the, fly, off the fly. And when, he, and, when, and when you respond to me, he responds back. That's off the fly. That isn't, that, that isn't going through a handler first. All you got to do is go through his twiddle handle. I'm just telling you to bring that back a little bit, Cage. I'm, 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 I'm disagreeing with you on that one. <laughs> like, I, I think you have, a, I think you have more access to Steve Cohen than you do, even with follow questions, to Jer- than you do to Jerry Jones, because Jerry Jones he has his yes man with him. When you open yourself up to social media and Twitter, you allow, you open yourself up to the intelligent and the ignorant, without any filter. So, so, to all you baseball people that are thinking twice about this Mets job any point in time, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to let you guys fall back because if you're if you're if you're if you're having if your only transgressions about the Mets is because the owner tweets, then get over it, get over it already, because tweeting is how or social media is a form of communication now. And I and I'm I'm really curious of who's upset by this. And and, and it really has to be the managers, right? Because we know it can't be the players that are upset, right? Can't be the players. Because the players are the first ones to not go through the media and to go through their own social media so that they can address the fans in their own verbiage. Not get misquoted, not get misinterpreted. You know they get misinterpreted sometimes still anyway. <laughs> but to still be like, hey, these were my own words, and you can either and you can either stand by them, or you can be like, yeah, um, you guys misunderstood me. Athletes started, so I know I know it ain't the athletes that are upset that that Steve Cohen is out here tweeting. So all these other managers and skippers and batting coaches. You guys need to need to get need, need need to get your fucking undersized jersey or undersized uniform out of your ass because th- basically what Steve Cohen is doing he's basically a modern Jerry Jones and what he's doing is bringing you into the modern era. All of your players already do this. The only people that can't do this is you managers, and now you're mad. Because the guy above you can do it, and the people technically underneath you can do it. And you guys stuck in the middle can't do it. You just got to kind of fall in line. Well, welcome to what they call being the middle child or being middle class. Eh. Just kind of stuck in the middle. So, let's move on from what these two billionaire owners are whispering and talking about. And let's move over to... The whispers and the talks that are coming around the league, right? So let's. So we're gonna do a little around the league. First up on the on a, on a docket is one Bradley Beal, and also around the league, a lot of a lot of these topics were things that were trending, right? The first thing, that, the first one that we get is Bradley Beal. Now Bradley Beal starts to trend because. Bradley Beal 
was was offered his extension and as it currently stands he has turned it down and what does that mean about Bradley Beal turning down an extension it can mean a couple of things as we, as, 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 as we as we currently have the Golden State Warriors and Portland Trailblazers game about to start if I saw this correctly um if I saw this correctly, Damian Lillard is not playing in this game. The starting job is going to former New York Knickerbocker, Dennis Smith Jr. We may play a game today. How many New York Knicks is on this team? <laughs> How many former New York Knicks? Okay, what's going on here? Let's see. I don't know how to check something out. Okay, let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see here. Uh Oh, wait, wait, wait. Shit. I missed work. Fuck. I swear, yo. They always be trying to give me fucking work when I'm work, when I'm over here doing the podcast. How do I keep missing these damn things? I don't even hear. Actually, I did hear. But I, did, I didn't even look at my phone then. I didn't even take a glimpse at my phone then to see what was going on. And what happened? I missed the payday. Goddamn, missed the motherfucking payday. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. So Bradley Bill hasn't signed his ex- hasn't signed his extension yet, and Bradley Bill basically says that he doesn't want to sign the extension yet because he does not know what his future is going to hold. That sounds a lot like I don't think I'm going to be playing here. And if Bradley Bill isn't in Washington, where would you like to see Bradley Bill at? And and, and and before I even think of where I would like to see Bradley Bill at, because obviously, right, anytime that we get to anytime we get here, right, it always we always get we always we always gravitate to a couple of teams, right? We gravitate to the New York markets, obviously, right? Because we want to give them a stage, right? One New York market for the stage, another New York market for winning and a stage. We we, we talk about them possibly going to Miami Heat or Golden State Warriors, um, L.A. Lakers, teams like that because we believe that these teams are playoff contenders and if he's and if a star of his caliber is going to leave to go to a team, he's probably going to want to try to win a chip. So it's either superstar, it's either bona fide bright-ass market or, or go, to a, a, go to a team that is just about ready to win a championship. Listen, you never know. He may even go to Chicago. Can you imagine Bradley Bill, Zach Levine, and, and, and DeMar DeRozan all in Chicago? So there, there, there are a lot of so so this starts that so now this starts that Bradley Bill talk. So as I start to think, right, not so much where I want to see Bradley Bill go to. My first thought is now, where has it been rumored? Oh, where have I heard that Bradley Beal may want to go to? Because anytime you get a, a player like in Bradley Beal's position, right? Possibly disgruntled star, not only possibly this year, since this year, but for, for like the last year or two, right? Even though they may not say anything, you always at least start to hear some kind of rumors 
about where they may want to go. Oh, oh shit, we hear KJ. Oh, can you bring me a beer? Thank you. I haven't heard yet about where Bradley Beal wants to go. The only thing I've heard so far is where he may be a good fit. Like I said, we, we, we all know the usual subjects, the, the usual suspects. Philly, Lakers. Like I said, I threw in Chicago, even though I don't think anybody has thought about Chicago yet. Miami, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Knicks. Now, the Knicks is the one team that people think that he would go to just because of the market and that he can attract other people there if he's there. This is always the talk around the New York Knicks. That, hey, we can get a star, and this star can attract other stars, and next you know, we can have a cluster fucking stars, and then we have this supernova, and then, ah, uh, we didn't get the supernova, we're just stuck with a black hole. Aww. <laughs> right? So, the talk start to happen now. And we're not making this up. Bradley Beal started this. The moment Bradley Beal declined his declined his player option, right, or, de or declined the extension, then he basically opens up the door about where to next. Where do where does he go to next? And we may have to do a chill and no chill segment on where we ain't thinking that he may, he may want to go to, but that's going to be a little bit further down the road. We've seen Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is a, is, is a walking bucket getter from that two position. Um, as far as shooting guards go, he may be, what, one of the top three? Maybe, at worst, top five shooting guards in the league today? I want to say he would fall into the top three, right? You have to put James Harden in there, him as well. And I'm, and I'm trying to think after that, who else as a shooting guard can I put in there? Jimmy Butler plays small forward. I'm scurrying the league. Donovan Mitchell. I don't know if they have him as point guard or shooting guard. So I can't really determine like like which like, like where he's gonna be. Clay Clay Thompson, obviously. Right? But we forgot but you know, everybody wants uh, to talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move the lips. There's a bunch of gibberish and everybody act like they forgot about Clay. Right, so there's still Clay Thompson out there. DeMar DeRozan, Devin Booker. So, you understand, like, like, these are like the five guys I can think of when I'm thinking about like some of the best shooting guards in the league today. And if you had to ask me where I might put him, so we're talking about Bradley Beal, we're talking about top three, at worst, top five shooting guard in the league. We've seen him lead the league in scoring with, over 30, with just about 30 points per game at one point in time. What's going on, uh, Wakanusu? <laughs> so a guy like Bradley Beal becomes attracted to everybody. Like he becomes attractive to literally twenty nine other teams, but twenty nine other teams don't don't have a realistic shot at him. Maybe ten do, and all ten of them are contending teams. Like you never know, Bradley Beal could go to Portland and join Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. He could go to Boston and join and, 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 and join that squad. Because a guy like Bradley Beal 
if if you're a if you're a consistent playoff team, he may make you a championship contending team. Or if you're a championship contending team, he may put you over the top. I think Bradley Bill is that good of a of, is that good of a talent that you add him to Philly and it's exactly what Philly needs. You add him to Boston and he can help he can help pro, he can help propel them. You add him to Portland and they may keep Damian Lillard in Portland and now and now not only has New York Knicks lost out on Damian Lillard they've also I mean Bradley Bill they've also lost out on Damian Lillard and now who the fuck are you gonna get? You better go get Miles Turner. We're going to talk about that in a second. So Bradley Bill, is, as it currently stands right now, he's still at... Now, that's as of right now. The deadline for him to sign his contract has not passed. So he is not... It is not officially written in stone that, oh yeah, Bradley Bill is, is now officially go, has officially not signed this contract. He's officially going to be leaving and not coming back or, see, or seeking elsewhere. No, 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 no. Still has time. You never know. They could be a couple. They they could be a couple million and a, and a few incentives away. They could be two years of a player option away. You never know. He could want a five year deal with a two year player option, meaning that the team only controls him for three years. Who knows if he even wants to be in Washington? That's the big thing right there. I I wholeheartedly believe that Bradley Bill is just done in Washington. Which now makes you believe now, where is he going to go? Because everywhere he goes, he makes them look pretty. Everywhere you go, it makes you want to lift up their skirt. Everywhere. Now... While Washington may be trying to hold on to Bradley Beal, and he's trying to bounce, not every team is in that same scenario of holding on to all of their players. Hence, while I explain to you, actually, before I, before I tell you why I explained to you, Pippen! Pippen, welcome back! And I thought you was on strike. Whoa, I thought I thought you was treating like the ba like the baseball like like the baseball friend like like the baseball league. I thought I thought you was on strike and shit. Man, I'd have been here way sooner. <laughs> beat somebody ass tonight. Oh damn! Blocking me from leaving my my driveway, then want to come out here give me attitude. All right. Like um, you are portraying the wrong attitude, Pimpin. Like you're in the wrong. Accept your mistake and do the easy thing and move. Like what? Why are they catching at it? See, see like that, I get on my nerve. Like, you, you're wrong, and now you want to double down on your wrongness. No, technically, I was wrong. Oh. Because it was one of those, you know, I'm in, like, their technical parking spot, but I was only going to be inside the crib for, like, 10 minutes. Ah. And they happened to get back, lock mm. me, and I'm up in there waiting, like, four, 45 minutes to an hour out, waiting outside. Mm. And they come up there, now I'm tight, because I'm waiting, but, of course, I'm like, hey, at the end of the day, you in these people's spots. But then he want to come down there with the attitude and, and with the tone and whatnot. I said, oh, that's what we doing? I said, oh, say less. And then, like, when I, when I, when, when, don't when make I, the boy vex. <laughs> I let son know, like, hey, man, just move your car. Just move your fucking car so I can get out of here. And then we go our separate ways. You could just, you could just space back and I could go where the fuck about Because exactly. I wasn't even trying to be in here. Long, and, then, long. and then he started walking away and he was like, and whatnot, yelling, like, 
Like, oh, that's how you, so that's how you would do? All right, cool. And then I'm just like, sir, sir. Like, I'm not your, I'm not sir. I'm not a sir. I'm not your sir. I'm like, you're not a sir? You're a madam? And he's banging on his car and some shit like that, whatever. And then he comes back. He goes in his car, lights, lights, a, lights a cigarette up, comes back outside. And like, walks over to, to the other side. Because I'm on driver's stand on driver's side like this. He comes up over on that side. And he's like, trying to tell me about his day and whatnot and, and, and what happened, how he has a shit day, something with his mom. You know what I mean? Hey, someone's mom, hope all is well. But in that moment, you think I give a fuck? <coughs> I literally told him, I, I said, <coughs> talking to me about his day. I'm like, sir, you're literally projecting what's going on with your day. So he's like, no, 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 no. What's going on right now is, is your car in my way and, da, 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 and whatnot. Is, 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 and I'm just like, sir, honestly, if you'd have came over here with a proper tone and some respect, I could care. But right now, I could give a flying fuck about your mother and what's going on and how your day was. And then he walks around toward the back of my car. I'm thinking he's trying to get my license plate to try to get my shit towed or whatever. So I step there to meet him. And then he's like, I'm not trying to fight. He's like, I'm not trying to fight. Like, I'm not trying to fight neither too, dog. Like, what's going on? Like, what's up? And then he lights, he smokes again, blows in my face, and then proceeds to tell me about his day some more. Still ain't move his car yet. Still ain't move his car yet, dude. Still ain't move the motherfucking car. So, so I, I laugh. I say, yo, listen. You just start blowing my face and then start going on again. Move the fucking car or I'm going to move it for you. He's, he's like, so what you going to do? I said, I just turned away. He grabbed my shoulder. So I just snapped. You never had a chance. <laughs> oh man! I mean, bottom line, he didn't move his car. It's just while he was laying on the ground unconscious, I took the keys from his pocket, <laughs> and just moved his car, <laughs> and got in my shit and drove off. See, he thought he was having a bad day. Now he's having an even worse day. Now he gets to finish off his bad day story with a good old-fashioned, passionate ass-whooping, which that's what he gets for being a dick. <laughs> Pretty sure he brought on half of his bad day to himself. <laughs> you know, like, towards the end of the day, I'm like, damn, you know, technically I was in the wrong because I know I'd be feel away if I'm coming home from a long day of work and somebody in my parking spot. So I get that. But I literally took it because there was no other spots. And I knew I was only going to be in the crib for 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Should have put your four ways on. Shh. Next time, put the, put the blinkers on. That let them know, like, cool. oh, I'm not here. I'm not here permanently. Listen, it's some hindsight, hindsight shit. Like, you know what? I'm running in real quick. Throw the four ways on. So this person, so the person I'm in your spot knows I'm not in your spot. I'm just temporarily here. So that when they come out, they be like, oh, okay, this person's leaving. Because you know what? If I would have saw that, so if I would have put a spot, saw somebody their four ways on, be like, you know what? Let me let me give two let me give two three honks to the ear, and let's see if that person's listening for for a honk or some shit. Word. You know what I mean? And then, and see if somebody you know comes running out. Like, it's just like you come right up on this shit. You didn't even give me no room to even attempt to leave. Yeah, it's like, like you, my space because to, because you took their space to get a block you in. Exactly. No, I get that, but my mentality is someone who's doing this is making sure that they see who who who's who the person is, so they can talk to them. 
That's all that is. They wanted a confrontation. Of course. Like, they woke up that, or, or they pulled up that at that moment, and they chose violence. And that's he, what they he got. Came, he came out there with the whole tone setting it up. Like, that's what he wanted. So I'm like, hey, man. You it's know like, who Jay like, is, right? It's like that fucking video of that, of that lady beating, beating that woman ass in the beauty salon. I gave you what the fuck you wanted. I gave you what the fuck you wanted. You know who do you know who Jay Hood is, right? Oh yeah, the rapper. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Only because we have a we have a female listener that always pops into the podcast, and her name is Miss Jay Hoodie, and uh, I just call her Jay Hood. <laughs> but I don't know if she knew the song, so I had to put her onto the the D Block song and everywhere we go. Yeah, so you know, make sure you put her onto that shit. So moving on from from Bradley Bill not signing his extension, right? And Bradley Bill not signing this thing. Like I said, it's it's just all all it's going to do is it's going to leave the rumors ongoing about his scenario. Because what it currently says right now, I don't want to be there. Because we know athletes don't generally turn down that money. You understand? Most athletes, I shouldn't say most. A good portion of them. I, I don't know if it's 50-50 now, but I, I feel like it's still most of them. Would still prefer to take the money and then try to force a trade. And then we all look at them like they're stupid. Like, if you wanted to be out there, why the fuck do you even sign? You could have bounced and got your fucking money. It made your life easier. Now you over there. Now, 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 now you over there on the Kanye workout plan like fucking, like fucking James Harden. Just getting fat off of calories. Well. Pure sugar and protein. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, you, but, but you know what I mean? But you have to do that disgruntled shit that that, that you say is not put like, or, or even like, even if you don't want to put James Harden, D- Jimmy Butler had to do the same shit to somebody he loved, Tom Thibodeau. Remember, he even said it when it was the, like, yes, I hated doing that to Tibbs, but I had to get out of there. So, even he's a different example. But you don't have to go scorched earth. Bradley Bill is over here like, you know what? I don't want to be. I'm not going to take your money. I'm not going to take your money. Because if I take your money, then you're going to think I want to be here or it's going to give you more control over me. And I don't want to give you, not only do I not want to, right now, and I don't know if it's, if it's true or not, but by him it, by him declining the extension, it looks like he is saying, I don't want to be here. I don't want your money. I don't want shit to do with you guys. When this contract is up, I'm trying to bounce. Mm. Like, they say the grass is green on the other side. Well, I know that shit for fact. Because the White House is right here and the ghetto is right here. <laughs> I had to bring some real shit into this for a second. <laughs> because don't you don't you go 500 feet from the White House. You might get robbed, shot, and stabbed. <laughs> and that's within eye view of the White House. Somebody from the White House can look out their windows through binoculars and see you getting robbed. I'm just saying. Grass is green on the other side. He thinks that. And there's plenty of teams with green grass. There's plenty of teams with... Podbean. Oh, we just passed the Podbean. We just passed the mark. Okay, folks. So what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and take a break because we did, we have to switch over on Podbean. So everybody else, you're going to hear that commercial. And for Podbean people, well, you can't hear what's going to happen, but you know it's about to happen. So we'll be back. After these, after these messages, we'll be right back. Woo, woo. 
They didn't join this team to win championships. Was this in her hood? Was this in her hood? They joined because there is important work to be done. And only some able to do it. They're brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. Her neighbor. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops. All prepared. No, no, but he, he, he could be a dick and he could try to take it. Find them where the Managerial. And the only contract they sign is with themselves. Because because now he can't. Now he know he can't man up. One day they may be So what? What do you do when you when you, when you can't man up? Because he tried to use force. Now he know he can't use force. So now he's gonna have to go paper. Once I say that I turned around and this guy aggressively grabbed my shoulder from behind, we never know at how night. I don't know what he has in his hand when I turn back around. That, that's self-defense. It's all about the hassle, how he first presents it, and then you, how you gotta have to, and, and then with the force you guys have to defend the scenario, and then you, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's it's, a, it's still a headache. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's at the end of the day, yeah, he can. Inconvenient, you guys, real, for a while. He'd be a real bitch ass nigga if he did that shit. Well, let me tell you this: Did he portray any, 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 any um characteristic that may tell you that he was not a bitch ass nigga? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like said, it's a possibility. Much, like, if, if you go, if you go, on, if you go on the route that he went, understand what the hell could happen to you when you go that route. Mm-hmm. So when you take that L, brother man, you just have to lick your chops, lick your wounds, hop because in that remember, sometimes and, like and, that admin- and, and wash that blood off you. That administrative portion may be because of how he, how bad he's take over throwing balls. <sighs> okay, because I'm going around the league, right? And I'm doing rumors. So before I talk about, I just talked about Bradley Bill and and what his. His his actions or or saying to the world, mm. basically by him not taking this, not him not taking the, the extension, he's saying that I want to be out of there, and until he says something, and, and until he does something different, he is going to be the topic of rumors, um, leading into, leading into the deadline in February, mm-hmm. or if they don't get, find a way to get rid of him by February, but well, we already know he's not coming back by this season. It's gonna be where Bradley Beal is gonna go because. He is going to be one of the most coveted and sought-after names. Oh, my God. Can you imagine Bradley Bill and Damon Lillard of New York? I'm going to do that to myself. Listen, I'll, I'll I'll give up the King's Ransom to get Dame for... for, 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 just, know for, that, for that, just know that's literally the whole team. Oh, no, I, I know. That's the whole team. For those two? That's the whole team. That's the entire team. Everybody. Barrett. Randall, Fournier, all of them. Oh no, it's going to be the the rookies. It's going to be a couple of them young guys. Listen, what I'm hoping. Listen, the only thing you could so put it this way, you you're gonna you're gonna keep one young guy. One young guy's gonna stay. So hopefully you get rid of Manuel quickly because you'll be playing the same position, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you get or maybe you keep IQ so he come off the bench. No, because no, because Derrick Rose will be there to come off the bench. That one will hurt. That one, and, and the reason why I say you're gonna be able to keep one rookie because you're gonna give up two draft picks, bare minimum. First round picks, and we got we got we got a first round draft pick to spare from somebody still. So that's the reason why it doesn't hurt us so so bad. 
But Brad, but this is what we're gonna hear, especially New York fans. Prepare for this, Miami Heat fans. Prepare for this, because if you're a fan of any team, right? Imagine Jimmy. I mean, okay, let's step out of our New York Knicksdom for a second, right? We could do some dirty work here, right? Because some of these we're gonna go into the sewer. So, so let's get the sewage out of the way first, right? Imagine you're a Heat fan. Imagine Bradley Bill comes and joins you in the Heat. What that does for you? Can you, so now you know what I'm saying? Like the fantasy that Bradley Bill is going to conjure up by his free agency. Miami Heat fans fantasizing. Boston Celtics fans fantasizing. Lakers fans fantasizing. But also, Suns fans fantasizing. Milwaukee fans, Philly fans. Those. The Milwaukee one was the one I was thinking about for Brad. You know what I mean, like so, like I, you know what I mean, like once we get, once, once we get, the, once we get the usually su the usual suspects out there, like maybe like because I said Brooklyn fans are gonna salivate, but you understand, like the salivation that he makes your team do. But imagine this: we already got John Morant holding shit down in, for that division in Memphis. Imagine if he decides to I want to go to Memphis and join John Morant. He makes all of your, he makes every fan base salivate. That damn. We could get a bite out of Bradley Beal? B! <laughs> like, if, 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 if you're on any... Or you, if you're on any cusp... Thank you, Residential Racist, for liking and sharing the podcast. <laughs> you know, you popped in every time. But, even so... Now imagine also if they have the room, and I don't know if they do or not... Golden State getting Bradley Beal. Clippers getting Bradley Beal. Want me back? Want me, y'all don't know if you heard me say this earlier. Imagine, imagine Damian Lillard sticks to his word. He doesn't leave. Portland gets Bradley Beal. No, no, no. But what I'm telling, but imagine if they get Bradley Beal to convince him, and now he doesn't want to leave because now he has Bradley Beal and C.J. McCollum. I'm just saying. The question is, does Portland even still want him? They won't give him the two-year extension he wants. That, what, I, what he wants? Two-year 100 mil? Two years, 107. 107. He wants 53 and a half mil? Portland don't want to cope up with that. That's a smart ass move by Dame, though. You know what? <laughs> you know what? That's you know what? Because you know who That's would pay that? You know, Jim Dolan don't got no problem forking over that dog. <laughs> you know what? That's a, but here's the thing. What Brad did, it, it could turn the hate towards him. But what Dane doing, you could turn the hate towards Portland. Because they won't come up off the dough. I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm honestly, who is Washington Wizards as a fan base that you care if they're mad at you? To be honest, I see you, Ronnie. Right. <laughs> like right. I don't know if I care about the Washington. I, I they still care about the what the fuck team. Yeah, I, I'm trying to, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to them, to their no, fan no, base, no, no, because listen, they care about the what the fuck team more than anything. Yeah, to be honest though, Portland can't. They can't pay him that kind of money because if they give him that money, they're sabotaging the team. I mean, they need other fucking players to surround him to even make a run in the West. If they cave in and give him that money. Well, what the fuck? You know, how, did it, how did they get other players? Because you know why? 
the the salary cap is going back up. Remember that television contract that they had? All of that money hasn't hit yet. That still is being prorated and still going up. Exactly. So we're still due for another bump. And then in 2024, we're doing another contract. So I'm sorry. I, I know what you're saying, but if I'm Dame and I know part of this, right? Get one, if I'm a player, you give me my money now. And I understand what you're saying because you're, you're, you're talking like an owner. But I'm sorry, owner. I know that there's, mo there's more money coming in next year and also two years after that. And also by that, by the time we're talking 2024, 50 million dollar contracts for your max player, for your max star players is going to be routine. And then plus, at the same time, all he's doing is buying Portland time to prepare. It, you, yeah, you, you, have, you have a point if they were, if he was jacking this the year before they were doing it. He's buy, he's buying them two, three years in advance, so that way you you've got time to still worry about how you can improve this roster after cutting me this dough. And listen, Ronnie, like it wasn't until you said that until you made me have to remember that no, this television money that they got that that helped that helped some of these guys already get these two hundred and fifty million dollar contracts. That money hasn't stopped coming in. They couldn't put all of that money was so big. Because they redid so many television contracts, they couldn't put all of that money in there at the same time. Because literally, we were talking about seventy-five million dollar contracts for max players mm. in one oh, year man. of a jump. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. So they pro so they've been prorating it. But wait, okay. but you wait. By the end of this decade, we're gonna talk about we're already basically there. But we're gonna be talking about and, I, and I've been saying this for for years now already, right? Because I, I like the foreshadow like a motherfucker. But shoot, the mellow pretty soon sixty million. But 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 we're but we're talking about players by it's their second contracts, right? Hundred million. They they are going to be bona fide billionaires. Actually, by the time they get their third contract, so rookie contract, then that extension, and then the next. If they're smart, they they stop the bullshit with these with these four year five year contracts. If these new players are smart, well, no, no. stop doing that. Well, you can't do nothing about the four year contracts. It's the you, seven year contracts you mean. Because no, no, no. because because the, the four year contract is your original contract, your rookie contract. Yeah, I'm not talking about the rookie contract. Are you talking about the, 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 the talking, three year, the I'm three talking, four year extension? I'm talking about I'm that guy contract now. I'm talking like I've already put my, laid my grounds here for six. Seven, oh, okay, okay. That contract. That, one. that, that after contract, that. Okay. Where you basically like okay, I dictate all this shit now. Not you. When you first stepping into this league in terms of your contracts, especially how long you're tied to this team. It's really the organization that's dictating to you. Once you establish that you're that guy, you made a couple All Star appearances, you know, playoff success, whatever. Now it's like, um, hey, look, it's been on more than three year contracts, and 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 every you know what I'm three, and like like what and two and ones, and and when I say three years, we're talking about two and ones because it's like because it's like two year about two year contracts for the owners and a one year player option because it's like what we talk it's like what we talked about now. You're putting these organizations to the fire. You're holding them, just like how they want to hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. Now you doing these two year contracts, these three. Like contracts. they want to hold you accountable. Make sure you're doing what you want to do. You're holding up to your regimen. You're eating right. You're sleeping right. You're not going out. You're not partying. You're not doing this. 
great. If I'm giving up my life, then you better be doing right. Like you, like what you, like what you're saying right now. Then you need to be putting people around me, and you don't get five years anymore. No. You you don't get to no. think like that. You got two, you got three, two, three, four years. years. You want to microwave on how fast you're processing us? We're gonna microwave how on, on, on how on how fast you get a hold of us. Because you know what? I agree every, with you. Everything's Con- contracts and NBA should not. If you're that guy, if 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 you're one of the guys, one of the jo- like John Moran, Anyone. for instance. NF, NFL, Your NBA. contract should never be no longer than three years anymore. Mm. I'll never understand. Whenever you sign a three, year, whenever you sign a contract longer than three years, is when you finally believe I'm at the end of my road, <laughs> and I need to guarantee myself some shit. Because as long as you can keep betting on yourself, you do. You do a three year with a one year player option. Three year with a one year player option. Three year with a one year player option. Hold these organizations accountable. So after, and then also what you're also doing is not just holding them accountable. What did I? What did we just say here? 2022, new money's gonna hit. 2024, Ooh. more money's gonna hit. 2028, Ooh. more money's gonna hit. You put, if, your line, if, you put yourself in line for the new money all the exactly. time. Exactly. Because what? Because because remember what they talk about? How bad Scottie Pippen's contract was. One of the worst things, Scottie. One of the worst things that one of the worst things about Scottie Pippen's contract was longevity. He never got a chance to take advantage of inflation by keeping his contract the same for that long. Every time that it was an inflate in the in, in in contract or salary, they got to over. Look, one of the top ten players in the league. Mm-hmm. It's true. So now you don't do that to yourself. We, like, I, like, but I don't think nobody even thinks like this anymore because it's hard to get a player to cap to sign a six-year contract in the NBA. Now we're talking about five. And now when we hear contracts, it's five-year contracts now. For so they get in there. Baseball, baseball has long contracts. Hockey has these long contracts. Football, uh, they're still kind of. No, football's pretty pretty long too. Well, Mahomes, football, Mahomes, Mahomes has that ten year contract. I'll, I'll never understand why people do that. Ten year contracts, these these eleven year contracts, twelve. Because years, you know what he heard, years. he he heard ten years guaranteed. I feel, and you know, football more violent sport. Yeah, I get that. That that I, that I'll understand but, that one a little bit more. But I'm just like <clears throat> to tie, it. and then of of course down the down the road by the time by the time he's in like year six, year seven, year eight. That money won't be as much because you know the new money coming. Exactly. In. So it's and football it's, got it's new money coming you, in. It's giving you. It's giving the organization more. You Wait. know, like the hey, I'm helping you out. Go. So make sure you do your part to surround me with talent. Make sure you surround me with my line, the receivers. And can I remind that. everybody about NF about the NFL that not only is that money going to be going up, but as that money goes up. There's going to be a big portion of that money that the players are not even going to get a penny of. As all for the owners to do whatever the fuck they want to do with. They've been doing that though. No, 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 no. This is this is this is a recent stream of revenue that only the owners were going to be able to get because the owner because the players did not allow themselves to negotiate any portion of this. Streaming money. Streaming money. Yeah. The players did not find it advantageous. To try to fight for any of the streaming money that will be coming into this new contract. Mm. This is why I can't listen. Like, I'm sorry. Football players are dumb as bricks. I I, 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 I don't want to be insulting. Right? Because not all of them are. Right? But, but, a good amount, but it makes me realize as I'm watching the progression of football, right? How these motherfuckers are, are giving up. Or they're trading away practice. And they're trading away preseason and everything that they need to, to make the to game make sure. better. They're trading all of that shit away 
so that these dumb dumbs could just go out there and be like, and just be athletes. Well, we're just athletes. Just go out there and be athletic. And you and the game is kind of shitty. And yet you got a guy like Mac, like Mac Jones, whose nickname is Macaroni and Cheese, because his stomach looks like a bowl of his stomach looks like my stomach. <laughs> Look at this shit. His stomach looks like my stomach. <laughs> you got him out here killing it. But no, but Tom Brady talked about it. Frank Gore talks about it. Um, 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 Bart Scott talks about it. It's easy to play. Like, for the older guys, it's easy to play the game right now. Because these guys, these young guys are stupid. He, like, Tom Brady easily says, there's no Bart Scotts or no Ray Lewis's in the game for me to have to overthink. Mm. I don't have to outthink these guys. He said, and, and you heard him, you heard him a couple weeks ago. The, they even changed the rules where they penalize the defense for the offense's mistakes. For the quarterback throwing the throwing his throwing his man into bad positions. Yeah, I've seen that. Like Tom Brady talked about that shit. That's 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 part of the stupidity of the game. And I'm, I'm the reason I'm bringing about the stupidity of the game because you have stupid people trying to lead this game into stupid places, and you got stupid past players. I don't even keep calling them stupid, but these motherfuckers are dumb as shit. Like goddamn, you you fucking doorknobs. <laughs> like. God, like I'm sorry, I, like, I, 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 I'm, tr- I, I get triggered by this, and I, and I, and I, and I didn't mean to go down this damn rabbit hole, but when you fire the guy that wouldn't take the contract deal because they said the owners were giving you a fucked up deal, and then you bring a new guy in there, you negotiate your contract a year before because the owners made it feel, made it feel like it was that you need to sign it that year, and then you don't get any streaming money. Where the fuck does most people watch TV these days? Are you, is this 1926? How the fuck you not get no streaming money? All you ain't do is stream, stream, stream no matter what. They get games on the Peacock station. They got games on Amazon Prime. That's streaming money. Got games on Yahoo. Games on Yahoo, streaming money. They got games on Nickelodeon, streaming money. You can watch the shit live on ESPN app if it's on Monday Night Football. Streaming money. You get no streaming money. NFL, NFL. Do you know how much money that's going to equate to by the time this contract is over? Too much money. And what the fuck did you exchange that for? Two preseason games. You cut out two preseason games. To get one extra playing game. So you traded all of that for one game check. One extra game check. You said we don't want any streaming money. And no more marijuana tested. For one extra game check. I don't mean to call them stupid. But does anybody else feel like they are bright in their negotiation skills? <laughs> I'm just, I'm, uh, KJ. You, we were here. You was here with me when I first said I, I can never ever take up for football players in their financial situations ever again. They literally fucked themselves. You fired the guy that said this was a bad deal just to get a guy to come in here and take the bad deal. You understand? You got NBA players firing agents because of that shit. Yet yeah, you promote that shit for your players' associates. Man, 
You little pothead stay. <laughs> like, yeah, NFL make potheads look bad. <laughs> NFL makes potheads look bad. <laughs> y'all, y'all niggas better hope that endorsement money is lit. Because mm. if not... But you know the NFL still basically promotes who the fuck they want to promote. So basically, you better get your social media game up. Mm-hmm. So basically, what needs to happen... All of that momentum that you was building from college and your name, image... I'm no longer talking to NFL players. NCAA. All of that momentum that you are building from college for name, image, and likeness. Make sure you continue that shit. All the way till you get to the NFL. You don't... You don't lack on that shit. You ramp it up. Because now you're going to get even more exposure. And now the NFL gets to pick and choose on who they promote. So they're not going to help promote you. You still got to promote yourself to get your dollars. So when you get to the NFL, still think of it as name, image, and likeness. In a way. Because they still have, they still promote their own golden boys. They don't promote the whole entire... They, they pick five people that they want to promote. Are they, st- they still ain't promoting Lamar Jackson. Nope. They promote... They promoted the fuck out of out of out of out of out of out of your end zone is my homes. Presence is everything. That's all I'm gonna say about that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Presence is everything. <laughs> and listen, it's we're not gonna. Day, man. Listen, it's I'm gonna tell you this day. something. We're not gonna call we're racism not, we're not, here. We're not, we're not, we're not gonna call racism here because they're both black. But right. in mm. the black community. We know this is we we, we know there there there's there, there seven shades of separation, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's some light skin all shit. I, all I know is all I know is I don't, like, I don't like, see Lamar Jackson on State Farm commercials. I don't see Lamar Jackson on Head and Shoulders. Commercials. I don't see him on Subways. He can't get a Subway commercial. He can't get a sub. That motherfucker fast as he's fast as fuck, boy. He's fast as fuck. He's fast as fuck, boy. He's fast as fuck. Lucy's for the hood. Lucy's He can't get an Energizer Bunny commercial. None of that shit. Little Caesars, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't get Lamar on that. That's Little Caesars for the hood. But Lamar can't get on that. Talk to me, NFL. So like I said, talk to me. So like I said, when you when you have that momentum in college, you keep that shit in the NFL because you still gotta sell yourself. Because the NFL don't like you, they ain't gonna promote you. Speaking of promotions, Dante Wilder and Tyson Fury. Are both trending again? Oh God! Now they're trending together, but separate. Dante Wilder is trending because he don't know if he want to box again. Tyson Fury may have retired this man. <laughs> he literally don't know Yo, if he want to box hold again. On. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, let me get you on camera. My bad. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Isn't it funny how? Everybody's got their chest out and everything, and it's all nice. It's all this. It's all that until your chest get caved in. <laughs> this is the motherfucker who was 
out here talking his shit. I'm gonna kill motherfucker. Now he's like, to man, this day. with the scowl on his face, I, everything. I, I was just out here knocking trying. motherfuckers out every goddamn fight. He was out. He now he out here trying to. He out here sounding like Biggie. I was just out here trying to feed my daughter. <laughs> For all you people that called the police on me. And now you lose. <laughs> now you lose two fights back to back to the same person. And now you question if you even want to do this anymore. Tell you, Mike Tyson that 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 line it seems so it seems so small it seems mad small, but the what the fact how it's played such a role and not even just boxing but a whole lot of shit. Everybody got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Word, because yo yo. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what this is like, what cartoon this is like that I it's like when shit man, it's like when Oh my god. It's like it's like Spider-Man losing his fucking powers. <laughs> <laughs> and in fetal position in the goddamn corner. Like don't even know what to fucking do to himself. Can't fucking see, you gotta put the fucking glasses back on again. <laughs> like damn. Oh man. Now Tyson Fury is trending because the WBC has ordered him to defend his title. He's going to be defending his title against one Dillian White or White Dillian, Dillian White, I think it is, who has been the number one contender for, I think, like a year and a half now. Without a number, without a without a title fight, <laughs> you know, because it's been this whole back and forth between Tyson Fury, I guess, and and, and Wilder, so he's just been there kind of in the whim. But yeah, he is now the number one contender in that. Who Tyson Fury is set to fight, and Tyson Fury, and also, this is also going to be Tyson Fury's last fight under the top rank management. You know what you know is the ESPN's joint, right? The same joint that Lomachenko is on, and also Terence Crawford. Just had his lice fight underneath that that management as well. All those guys were under ESPN's top-ranked boxing. Mm. Now, so this is going to be Tyson Fury's last fight. So upon Tyson Fury hearing that he's going to fight Dillian White, he goes, oh, this is perfect. I was looking for a sandbag. (laughs) A sandbag fight anyway. So they're going to force me to go ahead and have to fight him. I'll go ahead and easily chop him up real quick. He's like, yo, I was looking for uh, like, like, like for an easy opponent anyway. He's like, so yeah, the fact that they giving they giving me him like that's perfect. Now, I can't wait to see him fight because I'm trying to think. I've only, I can only think of two fights I've seen Tyson Fury in, and that's Klitschko and Dante Wilder. Am I am I crazy? Did he fight? He fought a Klitschko brother, right? Who? Tyson Fury. Did he fight a Klitschko brother and beat them? I don't think so. He didn't? Hmm. So then, I only can think of Tyson Fury fighting Deontay Wilder. I don't know if I've even heard of him before then. But I thought he fought a Klitschko brother. Hold on. Tyson... Fury versus 
Tyson Fury versus Klitschko. Tyson Fury versus Klitschko too. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 he fucking yeah because remember the Klitschko brothers were boringly, and I do mean boringly, dominating the heavyweight division for like a decade. And and this is why nobody watched the heavyweight division for like a for like ten years. They were part of the reason why boxing was kind of dying because they were the heavyweight champions. They were boring as fuck, and they basically did the majority of their fights in their home country to promote their, obviously to promote their country. Mm-hmm. So for ten, yeah, okay, I know I'm not crazy. Like, like, you know, it's crazy how we've kind of forgot about that because boxing is kind of picking up a little bit. Actually, this is kind of how you know boxing is actually picking up a bit, and there's life being pumped into all of these divisions because. For a decade, the Klitschko brothers were boring fucking champions. They beat, they beat Lennox Lewis. They beat a Vandy Holyfield. They beat those guys. Got the got the belts out of them, and they held on to them shits forever. <laughs> Both of them. But yeah, Tyson Fury lumped up the Klitschko bro, one of the Klitschko brothers, and that's how he got. And yeah, so so all I can remember is him fighting the Klitschko brother and 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 fucking Deontay Wilder. And you guys almost made me almost made me forget him fighting the Klitschko brother. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of excited to see him fight now, but now I'm kind of I'm kind of getting to the other side of it because of how much shit he talks. I'm like, damn, can you get your? I wonder if you can get your jaw your jaw rocked, you know? Because he talk he talks a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like like I'm not rooting against him. I'm just like, damn me, like you know, you just gonna talk about the number one contender like he's chopped liver. I was hoping for this contender, a guy like him. I needed, I, I needed an easy, I needed a sandbag fight for my last fight anyway. Mm-hmm. Like completely, like, like, let's overlook. I'm like, okay, like, this is still boxing. Like, we seen Joshua Rua get knocked out by Fat Mexican. I forget what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> what is his name? Josh? Was it Joshua Rua? Is his last name Joshua Rua? I don't remember. Something, Anthony no. Joshua? Anthony Josh. Who the fuck is... Oh, no, no, no. Joshua Ruiz, the guy... The guy who whooped it. I just realized what the fuck I did there. I combined those two guys. I'm like, I don't remember his name. I just said his name, basically. But, <coughs> but yeah. So... I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about, uh, man, but yeah. So, so, so Tyson Fury is gonna defend his fight. Tyson Fury is about to defend his title. They, they have that on the whim, um, um, worked up, and they have that set. And for the guy that's been the number one contender for however long, he's already talking shit to him. But you know what? But you know what? Though? I just realized he's already doing it. He's already selling the fucking fight. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? Even though I'm not, I'm not rooting against him. I already want to see the fight to see if there's a possibility he could get knocked out from his shit talking already. He's already selling the fight. He's already fucking doing it. Kudos to him for knowing how to get shit done. The Mayweather route. The Muhammad Ali route. The route that I wish more boxers understood. Because that's promoting. And that's how you can cut out your promoter and get 30 30 more percent of $10 million? 15? 17? 42? I'm just saying they add up. 30% adds up. When you start talking about millions and millions of dollars. 
I'm gonna have to go back in time a little bit. Just a little bit. Not not very far. Two hours ago when I was upset about the New York Knicks losing to the Indianapolis Pacers. Oh, where's my drink? I have to explain to you guys oh, why God. I was so upset. Because as we're talking about trade rumors, right? Or just rumors around, around the sports world. One of the rumors out there is that the Indianapolis Pacers are getting rid of their whole entire fucking team. They want to clean house. They won't fucking clean up. They're they're literally they're literally getting rid of everything up. like a bad poker hand. They won't clean up. And that's the team we got blown out by twenty by. That's the reason I'm sitting here upset. And you give them life. That's what you just did. You losing like that. You gave them life. You gave them life to consider keeping all those motherfuckers. When you had a chance after they put that report out, knowing that their heads could be fucked up coming to this game, you had a chance to come in there and really just lie. Curry! This is another one I want to talk about. We're definitely gonna talk about this. Actually, actually, we'll probably talk about this one next. So, the Indianapolis Colts Pacers are <laughs> a cleaning house. They want to get rid of Karis Levert. They want to get rid of fucking Sabonis. They want to get rid of Miles Turner. Now. Exactly. <laughs> I swear, my phone really don't miss. You know this, right? It really hits. It really hits. Can I tell you, we was in we was in Orlando, right? And I'm with Munchkin. And she's with me all day, right? She's with me a lot of the time. And we was at the mall, right? I'm putting them up. Bro. Are we going? Ten threes. He already has ten threes? No, no, no. As in like. Oh. As in, like, shoot. Trust, if this nigga had 10 threes right now, trust Man. me, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't even have to ask. If, if he had I would have let you. I you understand? Been, oh. I'm going to tell you this. If he had 10 threes, I may risk the copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> that would be dead. That would be dead. Because we know what we're hinting at. We're going to talk about it next, but we know what we're hinting at. Whoa, what's going on? Whoa, 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 Ronnie. What the fuck is that? Who was that? the fuck is that? Who is that? I gotta get back to the main screen. God damn it. What the fuck? That was Ronnie. What the hell was that? <laughs> did you just Bobby. put on... Did you just... What the fuck was that? Was that some Skrillex? What the hell was that? <laughs> my hate song when they win. Oh. That's the only reason I know that shit. All, all my goddamn Heat fan friends, every time the, every time them niggas win on Instagram... Hit the next story. Winning. See, go go past another two, another two. See, I don't see. I'm glad. That's not what it sounded like to me at all. I really heard some. I heard some. I heard some really. I really heard some Skrillex shit. I was like, what the fuck was that? That shit is foreign as fuck to me. And I'm not trying to be funny because I don't like the heat. I really didn't. I didn't really know what the fuck he was. So I take it the Miami Heat just beat the Milwaukee Bucks? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. So the New York Knicks are going to be losing on Friday when they take on the Milwaukee Bucks. Damn it, man. 113 to 104. Damn it, So the New York Knicks will be losing. So this week they would have gone one for three. No, hopefully they go two for two. 
They have Toronto first before they play Milwaukee. Damn. They play Milwaukee on Sunday for the mat for a Sunday matinee. No, we play we play Toronto on Friday. Yeah. Toronto Milwaukee Friday. On Sunday? What time Sunday? Mo- mon- Sunday matinee. Oh shit. Noon game. Shit. That actually gives hope. For some reason. The, the oh next, shit. The, oh the, shit. The, 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 noon, the noon games. Deborah's dinner. Deborah's coming down here for a birthday, Ronnie. And she's having a birthday dinner on the 12th. Fuck. That's that day. Nice. Shit, I hope it's not at noon. You said dinner. But it's dinner. Who knows if it's dinner, dinner? Dinner, V. I don't know. If, if the game starts at 12, that means the bitch is done like 2, 30, 3 o'clock. Down. It could be a 2 o'clock dinner. Okay, cool. Then you say I'll be there in 30 goddamn minutes when this game is done. Shit. Monday's not till the 17th, though. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know. She's she's down here. I don't know if she's gonna be here for her birthday. What's it what's it called? Um, are y'all going somewhere for dinner or you? Going y'all somewhere? Co- it's reservations or some shit. Yeah, somewhere. then they be like, listen, I gotta finish this shit first. I meet y'all niggas there. Now, if it was cooking, that's different. You could miss out on all the food being cooked. Honestly, if there was if there was, if there was cooking at their crib, listen, I, I wouldn't be missing anything. Listen, I'll either show up, I'll either show up two hours late, or I'll go there with my fire stick to make sure I can catch the game. Like I'll bring my fire stick just to make sure. Shoot. <laughs> so, alrighty. So, so, in the end, Pacers, right? They're getting rid of everybody. So, out of the three names that I mentioned, who would you want the? Okay, you know what? Let's do this. Let's, you know what? Let's do this. This is even better. Who would I want? Wait, wait, no, 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 We have... I already got my ass. Wait, that. We, so I, we have Ronnie and... You, we, we'll play this with, with you and Ronnie. We have Karis LeVert, right? Oh, right. We have Sabonis. I got mine. And we have Turner. Let's play a game of... Um, what is it? Who would you um, rather have on the Knicks? Kill... Um, start bench. Yeah. Kill start bench. That's a little extreme. Not kill start bench. That's a little and I don't. And I don't. And I don't. And, 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 and why does and, it have to be kill? Because you don't. You don't. You won't let me do. Um. Cut. Um. Cut. Marry cuddle trash. Why in the hell would you do marry cuddle trash? Tra- what about <laughs> what about start bench cut? That That's what simple. I said. Cut. Start bench cut team. Don't be extra. Start, bench, cut. Okay. For once, don't be extra. Sir. Okay. Start, we'll, bench, we'll, cut. We'll do, we'll do Cause this. Because you'll be sitting there wasting time like niggas don't have work in, in about five hours or, and whatnot. Shit, I ain't even mad. Shit. Yeah, shit, yeah, five hours. Fuck. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Sitting there thinking about what calls So, start bench, start, cut. bench, cut. On my New York Knicks. Right. Karis LeVert, Sabonis, Miles Turner. Starts Ooh. a bonus. Mm-hmm. Bench Levert. Cut mm-hmm. Turner. Yeah. Sabonis, I got me a guy that go out there and give me a trip dub. And and not that baby trip dub shit. Not that 10 10 10 bullshit. I've seen, this, I've seen this motherfucker go out there and give me 35, 20, and 15. So you're speaking work. You're speaking specifically from the Knicks standpoint. Sorry, Julius. Love you. No problem. <laughs> Ronnie. Sabonis. What about you? Because you're a Heat fan. So what about you? 
I actually agree with him. I would probably do the same. Hmm. I know Miles Turner. Miles Turner got that defense, but but I mean, I mean, you can also cut Levert and bench Miles Turner because he's still legit too. And Levert, I can't depend on that nigga to stay healthy. That's why I was like, he's not really healthy, so I'd probably cut him. You're right. So I. I actually, I'm, I'm, a, I'm I slightly disagree with you guys. I'm, I'm slightly different. It's not much much disagree. I want to call it disagreement. My, I mean, to I'm me, in a different the, order. To me, the three of them are, are they're, they're for for that organization and for any team, they're fabulous players. Yes. It, it, to for for all three for their height, because I've seen Miles uh, Miles Turner. He's getting better in terms of scoring. I, I I know I know he had like a thirty and ten, a couple thirty and ten games so far this year. So you know. Um, that impressed me. So the fact that they're actually even trying to trade him shocks me because I'm like, if there was one that you definitely would keep, I figured that would be the one in terms so, of mega upside. Miles Turner but. is my start. And Miles Turner is my start. Actually, I'm talking from, I'm looking at it from next right now, right? Miles Turner is my start is because I need to space the floor a little bit. I need help. I, I, need, a, I need a rim protector, one, right? And, and I don't have rim protectors. But you know how Tom Thibodeau is, right? I need my defense has to has to come first. So I need a guy that can rim protect. But he doesn't just rim protect; he stretches the floor. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a he's a stretch three, he's a he's a stretch five basically, mm-hmm. in a weird way. So now when Julius Randle or R.J. Barrett or 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 whoever it is is trying to cook and need that space in them, I don't have to worry about that guy being there because that's their spot of uh, of thing. Basically, I don't have to worry about him being there like. Like like like, Noel. Mm-hmm. Well, well, let me explain why I took Sabonis. I took Sabonis because you see how at times it seems like the Knicks really have to work to score, he's struggle number, to score. He's another bucket guy. That that that's a guy, and it's not like you have to do crazy shit. He can play in the post. <clears throat> those post moves, are, those post moves are nothing to fuck with. His post moves. That is one where we're struggling on offense. Hey. Junior, right on that post. Mm, go to work like your pops used to. So get, let's get this quick too. Or on top of that, good from the free throw line, so he gets fouled. Free throw shooter and can still go out there and shoot that three in the mid range. So I'm like, yes, I I understand defense, which is which is why I'm like, what I'm basically saying is, you know, I lo- I love you, Julius, I really do, but if I can substitute you for Sabonis as of right now. And still keep a healthy Mitchell Robinson at the five. Just saying. So I watched Julius sometime when it before comes, I when go it, through the it, rest of mine. When it comes to do you want to explain any any of the rest of your picks before I go through the rest of mine? Oh, um, <laughs> oh, Karis, uh, Karis, off, off the bench. I'm thinking of like real, like real playmaking ball, ball guard. Like the the height. Combined with the playmaking ability, that it's like all of our guards combined into one. Six, seven, two, twenty. I think two, fifteen. Yeah, like come on, like it's perfect. It's perfect. It's like Dude, Alec. It's like it's it's like Alec Burks with even more playmaking ability. It's like he has to build like Jimmy Butler, you know, in a way. Where you I think I think like he may be like eight pounds, maybe ten pounds lighter than Jimmy. Right. And and Miles, the thing, the, the reason why I cut Miles is because 
granted, like I said, he's had a couple games where he's getting 30 and 10 now. He's been in this league for about, I believe, maybe a year or two before the Tatum. I want to say 16 or 15, something like that. <laughs> and now we're just seeing you do this. It's, it, it, it'll feel like fool's gold and whatnot with his, with his scoring and whatnot, and especially when it comes to defense. Plus, he's had his own injury history, and it's just like I've, I've dealt with enough big men in New York who can't stay healthy. Really? Really? <laughs> I know. I saw that shit. <laughs> Holy shit. You know what, man? And, and the Knicks, and, and New York just gave us the bing bong play parlay last night. What happened, son? We had the whole quadruple. Knicks won, Nets won, Rangers won, Islanders won. I dropped that play. I made some nice money. And now all you niggas lose tonight? Man, fuck all y'all niggas. Bum-ass teams at it. that. I hate it here. I hate it here. So, to finish off my start bench cut, right? So, I'm starting Miles Turner, right? Rangers get smacked tonight. He, he's, he's just one of those Tom Thibodeau. I feel like he's just one of those Tom Thibodeau guys. Like he's he's going to play He's gonna play defense, right? He he, he's going to be a great rim protector. But then again, right. like if we're talking about pairing him with Julius Randle or R.J. Barrett or, or, even, or even Derrick Rose, the fact that he could go all the way out to the three-point range and now he's not just some guy that's just spacing. He's a guy now. If you leave to if you leave to help from, that he could bang that three. So that's an element that Taj Gibson doesn't give to you. That's an element that Mitchell Robinson don't give to you. It's a it's a it's a element that Sims doesn't give to you. It's a it's it's honestly only a only an element that Obi Toppin gives to you. And Obi Toppin is shooting twenty percent from three point range. Mm. So if Miles is not looking to be one of those, one of the main pieces, and you're like, hey, give me your energy. Give me threes. Give me blocks. Give me rebounds. And because you see how all the other centers play for, for Julius Rand, I mean for Tom Thibodeau, right? You get all of that from him. Plus now when you're when when, when they leave you open for three, you you bang that shit down, then that's a wrap. Also, I want him in the locker room. It, so if you have Mitchell Robinson in them. So that they learn how to guard a stretch five every day in practice. Because right now, they have no clue how to guard a stretch fucking five. Mitchell every, Robinson looks slow out there. Every stretch five they play cooks them. Mitchell Rob looks cooks slow. Cooks them. Nerland's no, Noel looks too goddamn antsy. But it's not even that. Every stretch five, because they, they leave them open at the three-point line. They... They're, 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 they're so they're, used to the to having to guard yeah, the paint. They, they the gravitate paint. so the hard to the paint... That they literally give the guys a three point, but I've seen Miles <laughs> Turner on switches guarding point guards. But that's not just a uh, uh, um uh Mitchell Robinson problem. That's a New York Knicks problem. They give space to way too many three point shooters. I you you weren't here for the last podcast when I said this, but there was something that I heard last year that has stuck with me all the way to this year. New York Knicks last year, they. Led the league, right? Or they had the, or when I say led the league, they had the most missed shots. The 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 mo- most opponents missed shots on open three pointers. Let me let me say that again. Most opponents missed shots on open three pointers. So they were giving up a lot of open three pointers. 
but a lot of teams were missing that shit last year. This year? So now, so now we get back to law of averages, and this year, that shit is fucking like a goddamn Megan Thee Stallion song. Mm. That shit is wet, wet, wet. Dropping. So that's why I, I, that's and, what and then these motherfuckers come to New York on Tuesday. Oh no, yeah, it's it's, it's brutal. Ooh. Listen, th- we knew it was gonna be brutal. Ooh. That's the reason why the start of this against the Torontos, against Indy, against San Antonio, even I'm last losing. even last week, right when we was playing against who the fuck did we play? Did we end up losing against last week? Well, Denver at home got smacked by them. Lost the Bulls on Thursday. Yeah, so that's why last even last week's games like those were important because the Bulls, it, it, is, it wasn't going to get any easier. The Bulls was right there to be had. It was, it was Brooklyn, Denver, and Chicago. Oh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn was there to be had. Chicago was there to be had. We have Denver, lulls. Den- Denver, they just were never in that game. They were never in that game. So like I said, is it low or loft? Do they, do they have lulls or do they have a lack of fucking talent? Or is there lulls due to their lack of fucking talent? Because right now, you know who we are? And, and you didn't hear this, did you? You know who we are? We are the 2014 Chicago Bulls that didn't have Derrick Rose. That, those teams that was led by Nate Robinson, Nate Robinson and all those guys. Except we have Derrick Rose. But we don't have the Derrick Rose. <laughs> so we still are that Chicago team that doesn't have Derrick Rose. We're just a, we're just a bunch of B guys with efforts. Who, who are not getting the same luck that this we year. were getting last year. Exactly. Which was imperative that guys go work on their games because I knew this was gonna happen. I not just so we're not getting this, all the luck. We're also not given that same full effort from last year. I don't care if, if it's. Drop down from 100 to 97 percent. That three percent fucking matters. That three percent is a is, is a five is a is a is a is a, is a is a is a is a is a five minute stint in the third quarter of every game. It, it's it's how you it's, it's how you start off the it's how you start off the first quarter of a game. That that when you when you start making these rallies at the end of the game on why you can't close them out because one you shouldn't have gone down, but also you don't have the talent to close that out because you still need a, a little bit of lean meat in your life. Bradley Beal? I mean, Bradley Beal? <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause they, have, they have a lot of effort. They still don't have an over-the-top guy. Our best player is still in an odd way, Derek fucking Rose. Derek Rose that can't even start anywhere. Julius Randle, I wish you could hear this shit. I wish you could hear it. Because that's bad. After the year you had last year for us to say that the backup point guard is the best is the best player on the team, that's bad, brother. No, but who do you go to when you need to get out of that's funk? Bad. Who do you need to go to when you need to change the pace? Who do you need to go to when you need to, when, you, when you need the team led? It's what it is, man. Like the reasons it, it, why I said Sabonis. I watched this dude. Have to struggle. Like, 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 like. Fuck who you. Score. Like, like. Listen. Like, fuck who you fucking. Who do you call when you need somebody to confide in when t- when things are going wrong? That's who you love. 
Fuck who you fucking. Struggling, struggling to hold the dribble at the top of the key with some bullshit stutter. The person that you call for, the person that you drive, call and say in the form of for 45 minutes. And then drive right and, 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 and jump shot. Yeah. Man, if you don't start playing like Zach Randolph, you, <laughs> if you don't start putting some elbows into some niggas' chest and going up with some fucking force. How much time we got? How much time we got? How much time we got? Oh, like shit. A- we got less than two minutes. Okay. I got to get I get, I get two things out of there, right? Stephen Curry, he's going for great. He's he's, he's on the path for greatness. He, what's going on, chill, Will? He's, chill! He, when he came into this Portland game, he is 16 three-pointers away from having the all-time three-point lead. And we're trying to see if he's going to have one of those games. If he Because if he has one of those games where he gets it tonight, he's also going to have a game where he passes the single-season three-pointers three points made as held by Klay Thompson right now. And then he'll be able to, because he'll have to get 15 to 16 three-pointers to be able to get I like, it. I like him to do it the next game. Now. In Philly on Saturday night? Hmm. Yeah. Now, the yeah. other thing. On ABC, too? Yeah. That's gonna be that's going on tonight, and it's, and it doesn't look like he's gonna wreck he's gonna break that record tonight. I saw that. Did you see that Jalen Rose was trending? Jalen Rose is trending, and I was mad. Is it for his haircut? A little bit. No, his wife. Whoa, ex-wife Ronnie, don't no, fucking bury the lead. God damn it, hold on. He asked a question. Shit. Partly because of his haircut, because you know with social media, you know you gotta go on social media and see this shit, right? When somebody's trending, and what social media said is that. Damn, I should have known that that hairline was not the hairline of a married man because he's trending because he's filing for a divorce from Mally Karen. So when they said that hair, so when they took pulling out his new hairline lately, they're like, they should have known that his new hairlines, that that wasn't a hairline of a faithful man. That's a, that's a man of somebody that's in the streets. <laughs> So, yes, if you guys haven't heard, we're going to end the podcast by letting you know that Jalen Rose and Molly Karen are falling for divorce, which really sucks because, yo, he was on air talking about how they're trying to shoot up the club. He was load managing. Now he's back to playing 48 minutes a game. Folks, that's the Mighty, that's the Mighty Sports Podcast. <laughs> we are out of here. Sorry, B. He must have fucked I've up. I've tried. Honest. Actually, you know what? All the bandwidth well, in the world couldn't keep me contained. Nah. <laughs> no lag. Oh, like we could do no five minutes of lag. Who the, who you think fucked up? Gonna share my talent.